Welcome everyone to the Faded Connections Path of Exile Community Podcast. This is episode number 38. We're exactly one week away from the 3.12 heist launch on 18th of September for a computer. And uh, I think for console is like a couple days later. But we're all super hyped and there's been a bunch of teasers. And just before we went live with this very episode... Uh, one of our lovely guests uh, already discovered that there's another new teaser. But before we go into that and look at that live and give us our first impression, I want to give a, a warm and hearty welcome to, of course, first of all, the audience, uh, to you guys listening live on uh, YouTube, bullshit, live on twitch.tv slash capmasteropi, on Baller Mages YouTube, or on one of the many audio platforms that we're available on. And tonight, Balor Mage and I are joined uh, by two uh, lovely PUE broadcasters who go by the name of uh, Velina and Hanarashi. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should Great. totally address one person. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone talks at Nailed the same it. time. That's not that's smooth still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, glad to have you on. Good, good that you're here. Um, the let's let's directly look at the thing let me open that and bring that up on screen so what is it can you already talk about the base i I don't know what base it is at all i have to see it it's a a mace a two-handed mace two-handed yeah war cries exert one additional attack as it's implicit Interesting. What are mace implicits normally? Uh, Stun duration? Stun, yeah. And, uh, like, we actually did they change that last week? So basically useless. We're not giving up any any implicit we care about. That's interesting, at least. Irrelevant is what they are, yeah. War cries exert one additional attack. Yeah. It's also well, nicely rolled. I like the flat fizz and the increase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they oh, yeah, obviously. A good one. I can tell you the most exciting thing about that base right there. It's not level 50 something, which is the last mm-hmm. melee base they showed us. I was like, oh, good. A random leveling sword or something? <laughs> and I'm like, man, I hope there's a high level version of that or it'll have no impact whatsoever. You mean the dagger? <laughs> Maybe it was a dagger, yeah. I can't remember. It had some flat damage on it, but it was low level. And I was just like, ooh, ooh. But this yeah, one's at least a real a real one, right? <laughs> Most of the other implicits are kind of like, meh, area of effect, strength, yeah. 5% double damage. Like, yeah. But that's pretty exciting, especially since war cries are really trying to make their way into melee builds, be a part of them in some way. Yeah. No, I mean, like, the, the Warcry exert mechanic is really, really strong. Mm-hmm. So definitely going to see some use of that. I just opened the, the thing that Bala was talking about. It was a one-handed sword. I thought it was a dagger from how it looked like, but it's the Capricious Spirit Blade. Um... Yeah, that comes with the implicit of 100% physical damage from hits converted to a random element. Yeah. 
But it's a and low level weapon. Which I was like, well, it's interesting, but I hope there's like a level 70 ish version of it, because otherwise its base numbers will be too low to scale. Oh, snap. That isn't a dagger. You're right. Jeez. I yeah, also, I also thought, thought it was the a same dagger. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the physical conversion seems really interesting. I know somebody will find something to do with it. Like, they already have plans, grand plans. Yeah. Well, I mean, them, I'm not playing melee. A, a couple of years ago, um, it was really popular, like a really popular build archetype to stack elemental damages and mm -hmm. to go with like a mm -hmm. fast attacking weapon with a high base crit for like stuff like spectral throw. Mm -hmm. but, but I think physical to elemental conversion has completely push that out of the meta, right? Well, I doesn't look, I'm not a melee Outside person, of the but isn't stacking. it just isn't it just physical and impale? Like I don't feel I don't see anyone giving up impale for that. That's true. That's true. Since impale is in the game, like main fizz has been much more of a thing, but before that, I mm -hmm. think flat elemental stacking was already being It was pretty big. Was it pretty big? To, to I mean, a long time ago, to stack elemental instead and just keep your fizz low. Yeah, that was that was a pretty popular yeah. uh, way. And then, yeah, Impale came in and kind of ruined that. But for the better, honestly. Like, fizz, pure physical uh, needed some love for a long time. Or just and now, and now, <clears throat> go ahead. attack melee builds in general, really. Mm -hmm. And Impale is just the only way you get enough damage right now so it's great to have another conversion base like that's interesting but you're not going to get enough damage on a melee build without impale so like unless that comes with something else that's going to make you do more damage you're not going to use it you're just going to go impale again much as we'd all love to have shatters yes it's just not going to happen <laughs> like they need they need something more they don't do enough without impale yeah, yeah, melee. I mean, the the shouts at least are a nice way to try to add on something more, maybe without having to use impale for like a main fizz build. But it still it still does need. I think it's just overall hard to balance melee when spells are so good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> spells are just really in a just in a better place overall. Who would, who would have thought but, magic from a distance is better than a sword? Who would have thought? While saying that, though, I have mainly played melee builds this league and last league and the league before that. But uh, or or spells that might as well be melee. <laughs> hmm. Wait, was the 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 physical to? Damage conversion was just hits from this weapon. Yeah, I just switched my screen. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't look at it. I was like, hmm, that could be really good. Now you're talking about spells, but it's just local to the weapon. It would actually be kind that's... of insane if that was for spells. <laughs> if it was for anything else, yeah. Right? yeah. Ooh, imagine like a, like Blade Vortex or Kinetic Blast. I mean, but only a three socket. It's like, eh, what are you going to do with that? 
Well, I mean, only... if it was global, then you could have it anywhere. But like, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. The only thing that's maybe interesting about the conversion to random element things is that extra as always happens before conversions, which means you could still stack like a hatred watcher's eye for like 40% extra physical as cold and then always have 40% cold or mm-hmm. and, and any other versions of extra as. And maybe there's a world where you can get enough damage to warrant not using impale and actually using something like that. But again, only if there's some like proper level seventy versions of that base. Otherwise, how are you or some scale some it? other changes alongside the introduction of a base like this? I mean, I don't think just the base would allow the uh, the elemental stacking base type to come back or the elemental stacking archetype. Like we summarized earlier, like it used to be really big, then it got suppressed by physical to elemental conversion, and then when Impale came around, the pure phys archetype was super, super dominating. But maybe we'll get some some other changes alongside with the addition of these new bases that would make it interesting again. I mean, I've been hoping for a comeback of Spectral Throw. I think Mathel tries to play Spectral Throw at least once per league, and like I think nowadays he doesn't even make it to maps anymore. Because oh. <laughs> he just gives <laughs> gives up on it while leveling. It's just, it's just too bad. Yeah, I would like to I'd see really... some old school uh, LA Spectral throw again. Buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you what's a more interesting base type. There's a base type, I think it was a scepter. That's just base type is elemental equilibrium. Yes. Right. Yes, that is... Or was it Overload? I think it was Overload. It was Overload. <laughs> yeah, it was Overload. Yeah, it was overload. <laughs> it was, yeah but no, re- regardless, it was a keystone. It was very exciting. Yeah. It was very exciting. And so one... It's a useful keystone. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, you might, maybe you're making like a Pathfinder and you're on the bottom right-hand side of the tree and you're getting all your damage out of Cluster Jewels and now you don't have to waste 27 travel points to get over to EO because you were never going crit. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an option. But more importantly... It showed us a base time that had a keystone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which means they're okay with putting keystones on base types. And now I wonder how many others are there. And for me personally, most importantly, is called to arms on one of them because I really, really like that. Feel like <laughs> they wouldn't do that right away. Like as much as I want them to, I don't know if they would maybe i mean i mean maybe. they've done sillier things <laughs> i mean we had the uh, harvest league which allowed us to do all sorts of silly things yeah call to arms would be so op though because as it stands like i have so many builds right now that would find that base type and make it work just so i can have that instant war cry so i don't get like interrupted with whatever else i'm doing and in 90 percent of cases it would be enduring cry yes i mean yes but it would be enduring cry even if they removed the regen entirely yeah i mean just a Which, way to generate en- endurance charges yeah absolutely yeah just free endurance charges it's mm-hmm. it's I, I would put it on every build yeah if it could 
If I can put Enduring Cry on left click and forget about it, I'm all about automation. That is what we used to do. Back before Anything I can do to automate my play and have to do less work, mm -hmm. I'm all about it. I will automate everything. Okay, is it yeah. just me or is Balor getting more robotic? He's getting the very robotic. I think I'm going to change the server to very something robotic. US. But I yeah, that's, before they changed it, we used to always have the exact... I swear, 99% of Path players used to do Castman Damage Taken, Enduring Cry, Immortal Call, Increased Duration. And that's just what you ran. Just a moment while I change the server, mm -hmm. I don't want to interrupt you. Oh god. Oh wait. Oh uh okay. Hey. Everyone I went back. completely green. Back. <laughs> it works. It so now we're US Central. Yep. Now we're we're it's a healthy point in the middle. Like a good. No extreme. But yeah. Yep. That full link was definitely in every build I ever built yeah. for a while. Like just forever. <laughs> it was too good. When they took it away yep. from us, I may have shed a tear. Like just a little one. Mm. I think this is the perfect point to 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 we we went through the base types that we uh, that got announced. Now for context, we we go back to the beginning and we do an introduction round so that people know where we come from and who we are. <laughs> and like uh yeah, now why we have the views on Path of Exile that we do have. So uh Hannah Rashi, would you like to start and tell us since when you've been playing Path of Exile and and what's your main thing in Path of Exile? What what do you like to do? Uh, sure. So uh, I started playing Path of Exile back in Nemesis Domination League, so when the official release of the game came out. So it's been a long time. Uh, I've played pretty casually and almost always solo self-found, especially back when I started playing. Um, lately, I've been changing it up. I've been trying Trade League. Um, next league, I'm going to actually be playing Party for the first time in years, so that should be fun as well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what else was I supposed to say? <laughs> uh, did the big patch change anything about party play performance? Well, I know the heist is supposed to be pretty <clears throat> party friendly, at least. So. I'll, I'll complain about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see. Well, th that's great. That's, so you're probably the, the person that plays PoE the most, or, or the longest on this podcast because i think balor and i started in uh in bloodlines or like the league before that around that time end of 2014 uh, when did you start valina i started in closed beta eight years ago what oh, yeah. longer crazy yeah. oh. yes i've been around for a long long time i actually even remember the first build i played but i think everybody played that build because it was really good back when freezing pulse was like the it thing everybody freezing pulse it was just too good it still should be yeah because a shotgun then you just you just use gmp with it yeah it was beautiful it was a beautiful thing back when you had to find <laughs> all your skill gems on the ground and your supports there were no vendors oh no i <laughs> oh, remember yeah. having two stash tabs Wasn't full it gem. Terrible? no three <laughs> i had a stash gem for each color you oh. have to for each color and then maybe if they were leveled as well another stash tab oh. <laughs> 
I used to play um, solo cell phone back before the solo cell phone leagues actually existed. And mm -hmm. if I wanted to play a build with that needs a gem that my uh, class does not get from vendor, I would have to find it on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was. It was. It really taught you to just play with what you have. This is what I have. <laughs> this is all I'll get. <laughs> I kind yeah. of actually uh missed that. I remember Leakstart planning a build was not just actually planning the build, but planning exactly which reward to take from which vendor at which point. <laughs> and if you made one mistake, you'd screw yourself over so hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there were some you would get as rewards, but then weren't available at the vendor. No, no, yeah. there was none, none available there at the no vendors, vendor. period. There was no yeah. gems oh. from the vendor. Oh, that no far ago. Gems. Right, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> Where you'd have to play a different class to get another gem, or it would drop on the ground, and that's the only ways. That was the only way. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was good, though. I, game has dramatically changed. Man, I all, I all I want now, quality of life thing, Path, if you can just add a gem vendor in my hideout, that would be great. would like Siosa, once you kill Katava, just... Pops into yeah, your he doesn't out. sell them all, though. He doesn't sell them all. Um, all right. Uh, li Lily, Lily Roth? Yeah, we'll take Lily. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I don't she... need them in my hideout. I'd, I'd just be happy if Siosa actually would draw my currency from the stash instead of being like, oh, no, that, that gem is a chance orb. You go back. Two load screens for you. Didn't bring chances. <laughs> you messed up. Uh. Yeah. Or just let him sell them all, bring him, why not? Act three, let's go. We get hideouts in act two. Sure, why not? Yep. No, if he sold them all, it'd be too OP too. Mm -hmm. Well, it is I don't know. It it is slightly annoying when you're like going to make alts later on in the league. Yeah, oh, oh like, absolutely. And I'm just trying to level something, especially when it's something weird. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, I'm I going, forgot one gym. I'm gonna make a duelist spell build. No, you're gonna you're gonna log over like seven times during the early leveling thing, so that you can try out different different stuff. God damn it! <laughs> like it's it's kind of not that annoying on the first pass, like on league start. It's just like something else I have to overcome on the way up, which is fine. It's only the rest of the league that it annoys me. It never yeah. really annoys me on the league start. No, because if you're leveling, it's leveling the one character, but leveling like five different characters, six, seven, yeah. eventually there's always that one gem. Oh, I forgot to buy another dash or something just so I don't have to grab it, you know, yeah. <laughs> some, some gem like that. I'd, I'd really like it in the hideout. Just at, at a certain point, I don't care if it's Katava 10. Mm -hmm. or, or I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if it's Katava 10. I don't actually even care if it's like you kill Awakener. And when you go I mean, to the Karuri Shore, you unlock a vendor. I don't care. I really don't care where they put it. The only problem with that is not a lot of people do it. So a yeah. lot of people would be missing it. So I'd prefer collect Katava 10. Yeah. But just give it to me. <laughs> Please. Please. Yeah. It would also be nice if we didn't have to go back to like Act 2 and Act 3 to get our gems to be slightly leveled. Because mm -hmm. Lily only mm. sells the level 1 gems. Yeah, just extra, extra load screens. It slows us down, guys. It slows us down. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, extending the lifetime of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I mean I'm I'm a friend of like I see I like the game back then and I like the game right now and I don't think the game would be as good or still as fun if the challenges that we face on the average character run would be still the same that we had back then. I I kind of like that the game has evolved beyond that, but I also liked it when gems were meaningful drops, when you're really happy early league to get that gem cutter strongbox or something like that. But I'm also fine with the fact that that's not so much a thing anymore, and that you can rely on being able to acquire all gems just trivially, but then have that challenge that previously used to be acquiring your gems shifted to some other challenge that now you have to do like unlocking the trigger wand or stuff like that uh, the trigger craft from june get me started on the veil don't, yeah, don't even get me started on that <sighs> all this unlocking the same things and you never get the thing that you need which isn't even that hard <laughs> to get but it just seems incredibly uncommon for no reason at all you know it's like I just need the life hybrid with mana. Oh, you're not going to give me rank three? You're going to just keep giving me, uh, I don't know, <laughs> something else I don't really need? Yeah, uh, it's still it's better than it was, though. And I like crafting more now than before, but I still dislike her and her system. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think the worst part about that, though, is the problem that you can't see whether an item has a veiled mod or not without hovering it. So whenever I go to unveil things in my hideout, I'll think I'm done unveiling, and then I try to vendor, and then while vendoring and clicking things into the vendor, I realize, oh, that's not unveiled yet. Cancel, go back, unveil, go back, and then there's another one that I haven't unveiled or something like that. There's always something. I always miss, like, an amulet or a ring. Yep. Yep. It's actually I've taken to just vendoring them. Like if I <laughs> unveil like six things and then I go to the vendor and there were actually seven, I'm fuck it, I just vendor it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going again. I already did the unveil thing. Just go. You can just go. Oh. <laughs> Unless it's a weapon with item level seventy five, right? Early leak. Yeah. Yeah. Or a specific. I'll press alt on it and just make sure that it's like a regular veiled and not like a mm-hmm. specific person's veiled, and then it just gets just gone honestly i'll keep the system as it is but i would really love for alva and jin to be open opening their their missions and whatever at the the uh what what is it map device like i hate that they have to be over here or something to open up their missions and then they overlap and it just looks it's just a lot it's a lot of portals (laughs) it's a lot of portals yeah, depending that, on how you lay out. Or at least a close portals command. Oh, yeah, close portals. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> like, just even great. that would be enough. Like, just... Mm-hmm. I've got one of them situated at, like, a doorway where there's a staircase that goes down afterwards because that's where I want them. And every time you open yeah. a portal, it looks so bad. And it and it and two of the portals go into the area where my mm-hmm. where my actual portals happen. And then if I open a sound of thing at the center, <laughs> then there's three and they all overlap. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, the, the I, go ahead. I sometimes just make a new hideout. <laughs> like I sometimes just change the layout and then change it back and just go through <laughs> two load screens to get rid of them. <laughs> that does work. True, that's that's something you can do. 
I always like I always forget that for like five minutes when yeah. I'm upset about something and I want to reset my hideout. And they're like, oh yeah, right. You can change the hideout, go back, and then the hideout is reset. Literally huge brain idea because my three head has just been oh going in the portal, leaving the portal, going in the portal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nice load screens. <laughs> nice. I'm here upset that I've given myself two load screens just to get rid of portals. <laughs> Vel's gone in and out of six of them. It's not wrong though if it works. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> like every time. I mean, I, ca I can't say I haven't done it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually big, big strats. I might steal that from you next league. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> awesome. You know what the best part about that is? What? There's definitely at least one or more people who are watching you do that, who fully knew that they already do it my way and just laughed the whole time and never told you. Like, there's definitely someone who's gone, look at it, she's going to do it again. There it is. And then never said anything. I wonder how many things like that I'm doing on my stream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> completely inefficient <laughs> all right yeah should we talk a little bit about the uh, heist announcement and uh what what your initial thoughts were maybe like a short recap of if you can still remember so long ago that, and so much happened in between the announcement trailer and now but like what was your first uh what were the first feelings conjured up in you when you when you were revealed the leak theme. So when I was first watching the trailer, I actually didn't get that excited. I was like, you have to sneak around and we'll not killing monsters and escaping out of this sounds really awkward. Uh, but then reading into a little more and like uh, figuring out that killing monsters doesn't raise the alert level too much. And uh, since I am playing party next league that it with your party if you play with people you trust they can pick up your items for you if you do mess up escaping and uh kind of figuring out that it's almost like a merge of a bunch of league mechanics we've had before and uh, right now i'm actually pretty hyped what what kind of league mechanics do you see merged in heist i mean definitely a little bit of betrayal with like all the different rogues we have and kind of a little bit of incursion like each you know, blueprint or like each heist leading up to a grand heist, which is kind of like the temple. Um, and not really a league mechanic, but it kind of reminds me of uh, way back at a Sacrifice of the Val where we had corrupted areas, which kind of introduced us to maps early game. And it's kind of a similar thing where we go into a pseudo map early game. And I like, I really like the leagues where you can uh, play it while leveling, and it still feels fun to do it while leveling. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I, I would have also said the same betrayal and incursion, but I wanted to hear whether other people think the same. Maybe a little bit of delve, 
but not so much because yeah it's it's very early in the morning and my dog is going off his nut in the backyard i'll be back in a sec what the dog is doing what in the backyard anyway let's continue um <laughs> have you not uh, heard that saying going off no, his nut no. is that okay. just an australian <laughs> thing <No. laughs> Okay, he's just yeah. making a lot of noise. Okay, yeah, that sounds better. That sounds more podcast compatible. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I? Uh, heist being a mix of... Yeah, it's, it's definitely... It has this build-your-own-dungeon kind of element. But I have to say, when I first watched the trailer, it's so unclear to me whether like it just was like a big cutscene. I didn't know how much of the... Stuff being shown in the first half of the trailer was actually gameplay element and how much was just there for show, for hyping up the league and for, like, hyping up the lore. But, yeah, as I read into it and understood more and more things about how it worked, I was really hyped because I really loved Betrayal. I think to this day, Betrayal is still the best or my favorite league. I mean, people have different favorites. People love different things about Path of Exile. Path of Exile is a very wide, broad game with a lot of different activities to engage in, a lot of different styles of content to tackle. So, like, there's something for everyone. But, uh, yeah, for me, for me, Betrayal was really hitting it in, in almost all departments. There was maybe not enough endgame crafting, but just this permanent presence of something bad could happen next map. And I have to, you know, roll the map not too scary and, and mm. have to position carefully because around any corner that I go, intervention could spawn on me. I really like that, how it changed my gameplay decisions. And I was really hoping for that. And I know I've said this before, and, but I, I really have to emphasize again, I would have loved for it not to be completely optional because with Heist, it's going to be pretty much, uh, yeah, just... A vanilla league if you don't engage with the actual heists mm -hmm. with the the blueprints and the and the jobs it's a lot of gathering passive uh, uh heist materials and then deciding if like synthesis you want to go off to the side and actually run that stuff it, it i think it highly depends on how disjointed it's going to make us feel from mapping uh because a lot of people just want to run maps. They want to run maps really fast. How much effort is it going to be to set up a grand heist, to do these little side contracts, et cetera, to level up our other, like our minions? Uh, like how, how much is that going to take us off of a lot of people's main goals, which is to map and to map quickly and just get a lot of stuff. It's mm -hmm. interesting. It almost but seems I kind of like, delve in the way that it's detached like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the nice thing about actually this again i can't i can't express enough how excited i am that they put passive gathering of of uh, uh the blueprints and the contracts and and such all in delve in lab that you can just get this stuff so you don't feel like oh now i have to get like, I know right now with Harvest, like, I have to get these seeds and I got to go in my garden. And then if I need any craft in there, I'm going to spend 15 minutes. I hope it's not like, I think with the passive gathering, it's going to be, it's, it's going to feel like we're not that disjointed. Maybe the worst is when we set up a grand heist, which 
looks very very, uh, very interesting. Is it going to be like we can only we can use so many blueprints to put in certain sections? Is it going to be a max amount of blueprints? How many? I didn't see any particular number, but I'm very interested. Maybe I made this up in my brain, but I understood that it's like every 12 jobs you get a grand heist. Sort of gonna be pretty much exactly like the Incursion Temple, but maybe it's like just on average or something like that. I don't know why that number is stuck in my head. I, I don't have any source to point to, but I thought I had that saved. But I might be completely wrong. But I think we're going to feel the danger if it's like, if we can set up... I see they show us three blueprints. And I'm wondering, is that going to be for the entire place? Like through the re blueprint repository, for example, is it is the entire Grand Heist going to be repository? Or is that just one section of the Grand Heist? And so if I can make, if I can make rare uh, blueprints, stacking them all together, is it going to make like the most dangerous Grand Heist I could possibly make? I, I don't think that's how it works. No? Is it just one blueprint? So if it's so like I'm, repository, I'm sure, repository? I'm pretty sure... You get a blueprint, and mm -hmm. then you, like, spend intel getting it unlocked. And that's something that you collect while doing normal jobs. But also the most important part is that you can collect that indefinitely, and you don't have to run it. You can just collect and make a grand heist, and then just leave it as an item. And you can sell it if you don't want to, and you can just keep mapping... Or you can just collect them for a week and then decide all I'm doing on Saturday is grand heists over and over and over again. All the ones I've made all week. So I don't think it's going to disjoint us from our mapping because we're not forced. We can just do it at our leisure. It means yeah, you can I'm just do that all day or you could never enter one again. If you decide you hate it, you'll be able to sell it. That's the that's the image I'm going off of. I'm wondering if I can place different blueprints in different areas or if it's all for the same area or if I like if they just stay over in the eyeball section <laughs> of the image. <laughs> <laughs> if all the blueprints I create stay over in the eyeball section and then I just run them uh, as many times or as little as I want. I was never quite clear on this on this aspect of it. Hmm. Doesn't that look like it, it looks like I can put together some pieces of other blueprints to make a grand blueprint? And I'm definitely not sure how it runs. All I know for sure is that we don't have to do them on time. We don't lose anything by choosing to continue mapping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I, I think is going to be, I think with the passive grabbing in other um, old mechanics of the game, as well as, you know, doing what we regularly like to do, which is run maps really fast. I think it's going to be really fun. I think it could potentially... I liked a lot of elements from Synthesis. I liked a lot of elements from Betrayal. It's kind of like allies and Synthesis, and I, I, I look forward to this. I think it's really... It's definitely so different. Yeah. Like, what are these allies? And I really like the part that... Uh... Baylor pointed pointed out where we don't have any sort of limit. Like it's not like the mm -hmm. like delve sulfite where we have to keep upgrading the limit. And I don't really delve that much. And like when I do, I like to do it all at once. And yeah, 
I always feel that, oh, I'm hitting the limit. I guess I have to go talk to Nico now. <laughs> yeah. I'm forced to delve now because I don't want to lose any more sulfite in case I mm. use it. <laughs> yeah, not being forced into doing content is a huge draw for me. Like, I hate mm. blighted maps, but they're worth running and they make money and Good they're money. profitable, but I hate them. Mm. So yeah. I just, yeah. I never run them, ever. I don't run a single mm. blighted map. I just sell them to people. Mm-hmm. And I, I like being able to choose the content I want to get involved in. And so that's it's, one of the best things to me about the way they've described Heist. Is if I don't like it, I can just not do it. And if mm-hmm. I like it a lot, I can just buy them and run only that and never map again. Yep. Yep. I think, honestly, Blighted Maps being five minutes guaranteed, you have no choice, minimum five minutes in there, just makes it... I can't. I can give you like I can run three after fifteen minutes. I'm I'm done. <laughs> That's too many maps. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. depends on the build that I'm running. Sometimes it's fun to do them on summoner builds, and if you have to do a lot of running around, if you're cyclone or blade vortex, you just hate your life doing them. That's oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. There's all the chest opening at the end too, where you have to go to like each side of the map. <laughs> But that's yeah. fun. Yep. Because <laughs> you get fat get? loots. It is fun. <laughs> I, mean, I do that in like six things dropping the whole map that make it past my loot field now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember. You're running really restrictive. Well, in SSF, it's let me tell you, it's really, really rewarding to do blighted maps because you get all oh, the yeah. stuff that you want to get. You get like prophecies. You get. I can see that. There's so many veiled oils. items. Oils, yeah. Oh, it's so good. So like I'm, a, I'm only I'm only probably showing like the top three or maybe four oils at most of my filters most of the league. Like I, so mm. I I'll open like six oil chests in one and not even see an oil. <laughs> but um. now with the new oil tab, it's so much easier to upgrade oils. You should just pick up all the oils anyways. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> pay Why to not? win. Disgusting. I, honestly, no, it's time, not. <laughs> I'm super tempted really regularly to hide chaos orbs. What? Because they annoy me to pick up. Just to have to go, like, oh, I left that chaos. I must go pick it up. Because yeah. that would so be long. Wasteful. It takes so long to pick stuff up. I don't. I just want to kill things. Yeah, Balor, by the way, is here. He, he's representing the 1%, by the way. I um, No, I totally understand ominous. the. One of the most efficient ways to make money is to pick up very little and do maps really quickly. Like, that like, is... This league, I was regularly mm. doing maps that turned 10x profit per map. That's actually silly. Like, how, what? What were you doing? 100% delirious maps on a Norris. Oh, yeah, stacker. okay. Yeah, okay. Tier, tier 19 versions of burial chambers with Ooh. Beyond and Beyond Fractured onto the map and everything. And, like, we're looking at... 8 to 10x profit a map. Mm-hmm. Like, do I really want to pick up 28 chaos orbs that drop? No. No, no, they're annoying. They take too much time. I don't want them. I just want to pick up the exalts that drop. <laughs> <laughs> how many exalts per map is that? And how many cards was that to really like, make it? Roar exalts, usually like mm-hmm. two or three a map. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another way of farming that I ended up giving up on the league too early. Um, well, too early. I got bored far earlier than normal. But it was quickly discovered, basically the week I stopped playing, that there was a way you could run maps where you would drop seven 
headhunters out of every 10 maps on the floor. I know people who are investing 10x into each map and 7 out of 10 times we're getting a, a raw headhunter on the floor reliably. This is why the price is down to 30 exalts. That's just too much. <laughs> That's too good. Yep. Oh shit, I should have played some softcore. Could have finally bought there a headhunter. Was- Yo, there yeah, was right the now. largest loot explosions that we have ever had came from this league in Harvest. It was ridiculous. It's really funny because overall Harvest has not felt good for loot explosions. But if you mm-hmm. put in, let's be real here, it's kind of it's an insane amount of money for gar- like there is guaranteed profit, but there it is a lot of money to invest into one map. Um, yeah. And that was that was really our best chance at seeing like huge, huge loot. It'll be kind of sad when harvest is over for the no more fracturing and stuff. Curious. I feel like there's a lot of things we're gonna miss from harvest. <laughs> I do really hope some of the crafts make it onto at least Einhar's crafting bench via beasts or or like somewhere, I don't know. Like maybe not not even the powerful stuff like Fracturing items or adding an influence to them, but the simple things like changing colors, changing resists. Changing resists was super good. Honestly, the changing color thing made it so for the first time in my <laughs> path play, I had like 5,000 jewelers because I had no need to use them because the harvest <laughs> did it all. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> you turned them off, right? You just stop no. picking them up. No, I had to pick up the. I had to pick up the small ones. <laughs> I have to. I eventually, like, I'll leave the solo jewelers on the ground, but every once in a while, yeah, I pick up some six sockets. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> Get seven jewelers. <laughs> it's six slots for seven jewelers. The math works out. That's one extra jeweler per the slot it takes. Got to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> Except All if you right. pick up jewelers off the floor, they only take one slot for twenty. <laughs> Not like two jewelers on the floor, and there's no, there's no point in that. They need space, Balor. You can't just, you can't just, like, <laughs> pack them so closely together. That's respectless. Every, every jeweler needs its own slot. <laughs> Eventually, sure, I ignore them, but does it hurt me to look at all those seven jewelers on the ground? Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> I have a problem with reading. I'm basically incapable of reading. Uh, so I don't even read loot that drops on the ground. The only reason that my filters even say the names of the thing on the ground is because there's like nine, nearly 900 people subscribed to them and I can't hide them. But if it was up to me, my loot filters would just be purely color-based. The text, border, and background of every single thing would be the exact same color. And I would never know what I was picking up. I would just have everything not worth picking up hidden. And so if you see something, you pick it up. If it shows through your filter, you pick it up. But what is it? It's a mystery. I I like it. I'll find out when I get back to town. When I get back to my hideout and I open my thing, I'll be like, oh, one of those was an exalt. (laughs) It's a nice surprise. Yeah. Yeah. They should do that just as a league. Just make it mystery stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. 
Just everything oh. we pick up is a mystery, though. Like, everything you get is actually a debate. About two or three years ago, I saw a suggestion from Ziz, and I don't know if he still holds to this or not, but I still love it, which is he said it would be interesting if all of the uniques in the game didn't have their unique art until you identified them. So you would just know it was a base leather belt and you would have to pick it up and identify it to find out if it was a headhunter. <laughs> and I thought that was very, I don't know if I want it, but it was very interesting. And I was like, that would change a lot because there are things I would ID and that's, that would really slow me down quite a lot. Think about how many Alk shards you'd get. So many elk shards. Oh, I'd be I'd be rolling in elks. <laughs> oh man, I'm that would actually be pretty cool. Oh man, you just reminded me of something. Oh, I, the upset comes back up again. Did I? I told you last podcast that I played like 120 hours in the gauntlet race, and I never mm -hmm. got a baited breath. And like the, before my final rip, I got a unique chain belt. And it was a Malagaros restraint. It was in oh the same map God. that I died because I was so <laughs> enraged at that point. And wait, wait, it goes on. The troll continues. A couple of days ago, I did a test run from, uh, from Act 1 to Act 10, like Kitava with all passive points, without Merc Lab, and with like two out of three Merc Lab trials. I got a baited breath off of Ralakesh. <laughs> in Act 7... I got a baited breath. I was so upset. No, no, it's not. It's not rare. I get like six to eight per league easily. Yeah. In SSF, but yeah, not in the gauntlet. Anyway, just just wanted to mention that because it fit with the topic. But now that we're on the topic of unique loot, let me quickly emphasize again that what I said earlier, that it's going to be a vanilla league if you don't engage with uh, the heist. That's my only downside, my only gripe with the league. Everything else so far looks really amazing, and GGG is known to incentivize the league content heavily with the rewards that they provide. So let's talk a little bit about the rewards out of what we're going to be getting, there's like new base items, there's items that drop with like new enchants on chests and weapons. We get alternate quality gems that provide a different quality bonus. There's the replica uniques. And there's also something else that I forgot about. Or maybe, no, there's, no. No, that's it. That's it? What, what is For your rewards. favorite out of those different things? What should we talk about first? Gems? I mean, I gems! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gems are definitely cool. I was gonna say replica uniques. Oh, those are awesome too, but... Thank you. I like that they sort of have the same theme, that they take something that already exists in the game, they put a, a, like, a little bit of different twist to it, so that it's not as good as it used to be for the original purpose, or in case of the unique, completely unusable, but uh, it opens up so many new possibilities. Yeah, what's the what's the most interesting alternate quality that you've seen then? Conversion. Big time quality Was conversion it? on lame bl flame blast. Oh right, the the, yeah. the fire as chaos, right? 
Yes. So if quality is conversion, think about enhance. Enhance so, could become money again. So I, I was I was talking about that earlier. That yeah. we might actually be leveling enhancers now. Enhances could really be you're not gonna look at it, oh, it's just enhance. Oh, <laughs> you know, you'd be like, oh, like, this is good. What about the craft that's like, mm -hmm. you know, you can craft like 8% quality yeah. to socketed gems, mm -hmm. which is an irrelevant thing that we only use in like off weapons to level in powers mm -hmm. more. But what if you're using like six alternate quality gems and the new qualities are amazing and your six link is full of alternate quality gems mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe you end up actually crafting that on a weapon that you're using. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. maybe, maybe we actually use that. Because <laughs> right now, the biggest one is a one exalt craft. And that's kind of, that's Pepe yeah. Lap. Like, who the hell is doing one exalt craft on a quality gem, you know? But now, I do that's really league. intriguing. <laughs> Wait, you did I use, not. I use them every league. You do I usually, not put on, it's so not it, worth it. <laughs> it so is. It's like 2% more quality. <laughs> Yeah, but it's over the course of the whole league. I also I usually, guess. well, I've started buying a Mal. Oh, am I going to get this Malagara's Machinarium? No, that's not it. No, that's the. No, that's a map. Hang on. Yeah. What's the name of the quiver uh, with sockets? I also buy that for like five x. Maloney's mechanism. Malone, yeah, that's the yeah. One. That's a sweet ass quiver though. That quiver has big bonuses beyond. <laughs> no, I just put it in my off weapon to level oh gems. My God. <laughs> it's three more gems. I mean, but wait, you put in your op. What are you? I'm just Hold chucking on. powers in it. Give me, you know what? Hold on. I'm just chucking powers in it. Let me look at this. We're talking about passive income. Yeah, but I mean, if this is on your offhand, why are you buying that and not just two basic bitch weapons? Because I can get a six link bow and a three link quiver. Oh, I guess that's true. I guess. I guess. So it's nine sockets. Instead, there's no other way to get more sockets than that. That's true. That is probably the best way to get sockets. And if you do oh, that super no. early and you just change your off weapons between characters, for the entire league, you're leveling nine empowers all the time. I'm going to bring these with me to every character. No, I'm just going to buy five. <laughs> just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're talking that. about, it's just, what you're talking about there is just passive income for the entire league. Just yeah. free money. I mean, I could see the value in this. I do see the value in this now, but also I see the big hassle of bringing it with me from person to person. Well, you don't have to unsocket them. No. You just when you start playing a new character, you just you hit weapon swap, you take the bow and the quiver, you put them straight in your dump tab, and when you change weapons, you put them back on. I suppose, but I can barely even bother swapping over just to buy new gems. So you see how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a good point. The the craft is actually really. It could be really worth it to spend an exalt on that craft now compared to before, where it was like, do I really need to do this? Well, basically, before you only did it for leveling those enhance and power yeah. and uh, enlighten, but now you might actually do it for, like for real, seriously, yeah. on like a six link like, staff, for example, on an in order to cast. <laughs> yeah. You might care, yeah. You yeah. might really care about it now. Like it's that's really interesting. Uh, you know, I never even I forgot. I'm like, yeah, the enhance and the conversion, but I never thought about the damn craft. 
that can make it so much better. So how much conversion could you get off that? They showed us what 20% flame blast was 40% conversion. You add a level four enhanced, that's 24% more. So what is that, like 80 something conversion? Mm -hmm. And then plus, the craft will give you a little bit extra. Craft. You could end up something, what I think is that like 94% conversion to. Which is insane. Yeah. That's, that's you're all chaos now. Like, yeah, yeah, that's actually that that'd be super cool. So I'm wondering, like, what other gem do other gems do conversion? Well, not we directly conversion. Yeah, the art mage is not really conversion, but the art mage gets like minus three mana cost as lightning per quality and plus three percent mana cost as extra cold damage per quality. Yeah. So basically every point of quality reduces the bonus lightning flat that you get, but adds flat cold. And I think at like 33% quality, if that's reachable, in theory, you would only deal cold damage and no more lightning damage with Archmage. That could be crazy. That gives me an idea. I saw on Reeve it was uh, physical damage converted to random element. Mm -hmm. Interesting one. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. oh what yeah. happens if you over-quality that? Does it end up being 120% conversion is? Well, conversion ca caps out at 100%. <laughs> yeah, so how... But you could, though, because if 20% is 100, you could make it, say, 120, and then what happens? Does it just get wasted? Is well, no you, you can already reach 100%. 120% conversion in the game and it just doesn't do anything more it than 100. It doesn't do anything, yeah. right. So it just becomes, so some of those gems will just become wasted at over 20. Yeah, which is sad. Because I really like the incentive of like actually, you know, going for the extra quality via corruption or the extra level or the double corruption so you can get a Val gem. I mean, in the case of Reef, obviously you want Val Reef as well. And with a lot of skills, you want uh, the Val version. Uh, important to note here is that the Val gem portion of the Val gem will not benefit from the alternate quality. It will still only have the regular quality bonus, but the normal skill portion provided by the gem will retain its alternate quality bonus. So basically, huh. if you have the, the BV, for example, you can make a Val BV and it will retain the alternate quality, which is life leech. But the, the Val BV itself, if you cast Val BV, it will not have um, leech from quality, but it will have ink AOE from quality like every Val BV has. Which in the, in the case of Blade Vortex, that's probably good. Yeah. But in the case of something mm -hmm. like Reeve, that's garbage. You've built your That'd entire build around converting. And now you've got a Val version that doesn't convert. Yeah. Like that wouldn't. So some of them are going to actually be bad as Val versions. Like you just, you wouldn't want a fire flame blast if you've worked out a way to like 90 something percent conversion to chaos and you've scaled chaos damage and then mm. you hit a Val on it and now it's just got a Val that's fire. Like that's. And you're in a reflect map and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that Forget was really good. <laughs> and now you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, friend of mine played a uh, that's like back in Parandas. A friend of mine played like a Skull's Bridal build with like uh, 
Val Molten Shell, and in order to charge the Val Molten Shell, it was full conversion with like dual wheel consuming dark, so it was reflect immune. He was in an elemental reflect map, and he had to weapon swap in order to get Val Souls. So he weapon swapped and charged up a flame blast and killed himself because he swapped <laughs> out of the conversion daggers. <laughs> whoops. Oh, whoops. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was that was a five head rip. Nice. Yeah, weapon swap guys, deaths are my favorite. You guys think about the um, the faster projectiles, the the alternate mm. quality supports. This is very interesting. Yeah, I've heard very mixed opinions on that. Some people say that uh, projectiles have a chance to return for you from final target is like a complete trash stat because it it you know the projectile needs to really end. It's a final target, so like it's after chain, fork, and uh, pierce, and all that. And some people said that it's really, really good added clear in like you know high density situations, like a breach or uh, intervention yeah. encounter, not intervention, a uh, research encounter or stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, as someone who doesn't play a lot of projectile builds, I'm on the fence of, uh, with that. I don't know how to judge that. I'll let other people go first, but I've definitely, definitely got an opinion about that one. Anyone know? Go ahead. No? All right. I think it's actually going to be fantastic. All I right. think the people who are saying it's going to be crap are just saying it because they've already been told that the projectiles return anoint is crap, because it is. Because you're giving up an annoyance slot. It's about the opportunity cost of what happens. What did it cost you? But mm -hmm. quality on faster projectiles was never that good anyway. And there are already no. builds that use faster projectiles. A lot. And so if it was something you were going to use anyway, that is disgustingly good quality to have instead of the normal quality. It's really good. It will happen a lot. What you don't want to do is give up an anointment slot for return because of the reason Catmaster said it won't happen all the time it will only happen if you literally actually get to the last target if it hits a wall if it doesn't run out of pierces if it doesn't run out of forks and chains and everything else you've gotten it nothing happens mm. but if you can get it for free then it just means whenever there is enough density suddenly you're hitting extra targets again like that's that's free i, I want that yeah mm -hmm. yeah that definitely seems like it offers us, uh, uh, yeah, as you said, just just an opened up annoyance slot because it's not worth it otherwise. And in this yeah. case, it would be it would it would yeah yeah. Actually, honestly, I didn't even consider the annoyance slot. <laughs> I didn't even consider it. I was just like, yeah, that looks pretty poggers for anything I use that has chain. You know, <laughs> anything that that's uh, any of my my uh, dead eye builds would really like this. Would really be interested. You know, already use faster projectiles or faster attacks anyways. Either one of these things, like, it'd be really interesting. How do you cap it out at, like, 100% chance to return? Is there any, like, chance in the tree or from ascendancy? So, because you're not going to reach 33% quality on, on the support gem because you can't use enhance because enhance only enhances active skill gems. I, I don't think you do. No. You just don't reach 100%. But you don't need it. The no. point so you is just that have it's a 60, free thing. Yeah. Uh. Like the anoint was 100%, but 
but because of the way it functions, it's just not worth taking your anoint. There are so many better anoints. But there's yeah, I guess so if many you like split arrow and you shoot ten projectiles anyway, then six out of ten return. But what happens is they return to you, and that means that they fire out the back of you. So most of them are wasted most of the time, which is which is why it's not that good. Wait, they fire out the back out of you? Wait, well, they fire they return to you, you, but they just keep going until yeah, they like, hit another target to stop. Yeah, but they might hit a target on the way back to you because they return from the final target. So they, they, there could be targets between the final target and you that you haven't killed on the initial shot that, that spawned or like walked there in the meantime. Yeah, I guess it's possible, but the the point is it's not really that good, right? Like it's very situational and mostly wasted, but in the case of this gem, it's free, so I'll take it. That's very mm -hmm. good for free. Probably not building around it or anything, so. Yeah. No. no but if you're, if you're someone who's already using faster projectiles, and there's a bunch of builds that do that. Mm -hmm. This this version is just going to be better, right? Like I'm I'm going to use it. That's that is free. I want it. I'm excited to see some more uh, support gems with alternate quality. Like support gems usually don't have great quality. Like maybe some increased damage. So seeing that quality mm -hmm. turning into something that is a, its own mechanic, like projectiles returning back to you, is very exciting. Any predictions oh. as to what we other have multi strike? <laughs> There's one support gem oh, yes. that, that was multi strike, which I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big melee player myself, so I don't know what does multi strike, what kind of spot is it in? I remember people saying that was awkward to use it and people weren't using it for a while, but then in the meantime, I think some people started using it again because it still gives you a huge bonus to your melee attack speed. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't lock yeah. you in place for three attacks anymore. It, I feel like you need a certain amount of attack speed for it to really feel smooth, or generally right. it's... I feel it's clunkier than it was before, unless you have a lot of attack speed, then it feels really nice. Like, it's really good to play at, uh, with. But you have to build for some of that attack speed, or, yeah, it's gonna... It feels clunky otherwise. I kind of miss old multi-strike, but maybe that's an unpopular opinion. Hmm. I, don't, I don't play melee. Never I, ever. I really liked the old one because it was a trade-off. You got insanely fast, but you also got locked in place for a while. Mm -hmm. So you always. But I, I did feel it was with the way that the meta works that you'd really go so fast that you couldn't distinguish individual attacks anymore, but it just became a blur. And then it would also be really hard to tell whether you're on the first or the second or the third one and how long you're going to be locked in place for when when you actually try to move. Like if you time it perfectly, if you just one tap it while leveling, I thought it was always great because you go bam 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 move. Bam 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 move. But like as soon as you get to these endgame kind of levels of attack speed where everything becomes a blurry mess. Well I guess then you also reach a point where you're so fast where it doesn't matter whether you're on the first or the second or the third, you just move instantly after you issue the command. I don't know. Honestly, the, the alternate quality on multi-strike looks really interesting. Because right now you get, what, on 20 quality, 10% attack speed, 
uh, or sorry, 10% melee physical damage. And if you get the awakened one, you get extra attack speed, extra melee damage. So the idea of having more AOE or 20% more is uh, mm. wait, 20, yeah, 22% more damage on the first repeat, like a more multiplier is actually massive. It's, it's pretty big. So I think that'll be a nice, because not everybody can afford Awakened Multi-Strike and you really only get like, it's nice to have, but this could be a really good, like in the middle, middle ground between your regular and your Awakened, if you want to go that route. It actually could be better than Awakened, potentially. I was just thinking, I wonder if it's better. Yeah, Wait, I mean... This, this is marked incorrectly, though, right? Because honestly, the first repeat like of supported really skills is, is already But you do get that fourth hit on Awakened uh, Multi-Strike, right? The, wait, it's two times and then it does the third time instead? Yeah, yeah. so you get that third hit as well, so you do four hits total, which... Will that more multiplier make up for that one hit loss? Mm. It absolutely could, potentially. And with, that's only on a 14%, right? So it's going to go up higher than that. Ah, I muted myself again. What I wanted yeah. to say is, uh, isn't, isn't the first repeat of supported skill deals 22% more damage? Isn't that marked incorrectly? That The regular multi-strike does have that as well. That's not from the quality, oh, right? Yeah, the, it, it always has first repeat of supported skills deals 22 have. and second repeat deals 44 more. I thought that was like multi-strike's identity. So well, I think they well, marked that incorrectly. Maybe they did. I can tell you that uh, mm. Awakened Multi-Strike only starts at, you know, 20%. So it might be marked in incorrectly. It's uh, defi it definitely has the increased area of effect. Which could mm. be interesting for skills like, um, like uh, uh, Tech Slam or, or uh, Ground Slam, etc. All the Slam boys, you know, all the big Slam skills could really like that. That's less interesting to me if it's just area of effect. Yeah, yeah. You can get that anyway. I think it's not only less area, uh, increased area of effect, but it's also reduced attack speed. Because that's 14, and it says 14 quality. And I can't see that reduced attack speed on, on the regular multi-strike. Mm. The, the regular quality is actually just melee physical damage. So it might be just like what you said for um, for faster projectiles. This one's just, you know, just straight up better than the regular quality because, you know, instead of a 10% measly damage increase for 20% quality, you can... Yeah. You at you least get, get more AoE, yep. which is pretty nice, depending on what skill you are. Well, it comes with the price of reduced attack speed, but some builds don't really care about, like, like you know, the one-shot Earth Shatter... Mm -hmm. Round slam, uh, earthquake kind of archetype doesn't mind too much reducing their attack speed for bigger coverage. I'm becoming the more we talk about it, I'm becoming a little worried that these won't be nearly as interesting as we'd hope, and that in most cases it's just going to end up being you just use the gems you were already going to use and the supports you were already going to use, and then you just pick the alternate quality versions. Well, and that there's I, no decision. I don't know. We have seen, like, I don't think more than 10 gems. And there's going to be 900 of them. I'm sure there's going to be some, some really pog ones. I feel I just, there's going to be, like, maybe between supports and active skills, 12 poggers ones. And the rest of them are like, 
Yeah, maybe. Or something niche. Or something super niche. I, I'm far more interested in the ones that change things and then become a decision. Like the Archmage mm-hmm. one, the, the more quality you get on that, the more it changes into a cold thing instead of a lightning thing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. interesting and a decision that I then make about my build. Whereas a lot of these other ones are just sort of like, well, that's better. So if you're going to use that support gem, you just use the alternate one. Like you would just do it. There's no question there. Right? It's like Archmage compared to Blade Vortex. Just going to yeah. use this because it gives me life leech. Yeah, like that little bit of area. I can get plenty of area elsewhere. Life leech is huge. You're just going to use quality on it. But the question the is, quality. do you want to actually put points into area or is this a nice way? If you have enough attack speed, is this just a nice way to grab some area without actually putting a point in any node? Could it be used just as a way to save yourself one node or two? That that wouldn't be that bad if it doesn't make uh if if it's like it's a it's a side decision to what you're already doing. It could be nice to just put in this gem instead and just gain that bonus. Yeah, I'm I'm just hoping that they become decisions and not just obvious mm-hmm. well this is slightly better. That'd be so nice to that. see like support gems that have interesting enough alternate quality where you know you, you usually wouldn't run that support gem, but Oh, well, because of this alternate quality, I think I'm going to use the support gem over a different support gem that I would usually run. That would be really good. Like, if they made me put a support gem I normally wouldn't into links I normally wouldn't use, that would be yeah. very interesting. That's what maybe. I'm hoping for, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, maybe some of mm-hmm. these these alternate qualities and these uh, different, yeah, the difference of supports will make bows like good again. Like bow skills, bow play, maybe it will actually feel better. Maybe there's a way to, because eh, that's been severe. I don't know about you guys. When was the last time they're you guys garbage. did like bow builds? I tried on they're this garbage. league. They're garbage. <laughs> they're, they just make you sad, right? Even the good, like, okay, you use it for deep delving, maybe if you want to, you know, push the ladder or whatever. But other than that, nah, nah. Yeah, but the, maybe- the bleed bow thing works, but. Yeah, bleed bows. I don't want to do that. No. That's damage over time. Yeah. I want damage now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like there's... What do you play? You play ice shot or you play a bleed bow? And after that, you're done, so... Or, I mean, Scourge Arrow used to be a big one, but then they ruined our boy. Killed him dead. (laughs) Hmm. It'd be nice to see more variety of bow skills being used or actually have a use. (laughs) Or just to use bows again for casting purposes, maybe with some of their changes, perhaps bows can be great while their gems are still in the ground. Maybe. (laughs) It would be interesting to see the bow casters come back. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can still do them now. Yeah, but they're just like, they're sadder now than they were. <laughs> they're sadder. I'm thinking about the future, like um, potentially Voltaxic Rift, for example. Some of the, some right. of the bows coming back. Yep. Yeah, but the problem with bows is that you can't get ES gain on, uh, on, on block with a quiver. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, you can I if you're like- a necromancer. 
on block. Well, that's life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. 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 yeah, on block, I feel, is becoming increasingly one of those stats that people are, I kind of need this. I kind of, I need it. <laughs> this is too value. It has, its value is just going up. Like, buy on block stonks now. <laughs> they're, they're going high. I would be really surprised if we don't see like a fundamental change to that in one way or another. The the triangle of of block and gain on block. And the mm. other thing. <laughs> I want to say glancing blows, but we already like we're all we're beating a dead horse. We already talked about that last two podcasts. I feel that glancing blows is actually fine because it doesn't need to be nerfed. But yeah, I wouldn't mind like seeing a little bit of a shakeup in the meta between what the strongest option is. Not everyone in the top positions being block and X gain on block. But just for the gems again, I think the fact that there's so many different ones is going to make it at least like an interesting choice for the first week or two. To And also obviously the fact that you can't really get all of them easily. We don't know how accessible they are how frequently they drop. Maybe it's something that you really only get later on in your build. Um, Are all 900 gems going to be in the patch notes? Oh no. <laughs> what? Poor oh, Bex. No. Yeah, Balor oh, is we're feeling gonna need, We're going to need three different stash tabs for different colored gems again. <gasps> the thing we were talking about earlier. No, no, no. They can't all be that valuable. One stashed up for three different At least colors. at the beginning until we figure it all out. I'm going to need... Yeah, but you don't know whether gems. you get one per job or whether you get one per grand heist or one every 10 grand heists. I, I mean, there are 900 gems. They've got to be somewhat common. There's infinite exalted orbs. Common. They're not that common. <laughs> <laughs> right, but there's only one. Type of, well, no, there's like more types. Than there's only one exalted orb, right? Yeah, but there's nine hundred different gems. But at least oh. you know some won't be in the mix, like uh, like reduced uh, block or something. You know, the one to screw over the ho uh, Hagen boys. That's have an alternate quality. That's, That's probably fine. You're safe for that one. <laughs> Anything, any gem you have to make via vendor is probably untouched alternate quality portal gem pog what does that do make it slow i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i never use portal gem because uh it's too slow even fast it's too slow yeah that's fair it takes too long i don't know i don't know the socket alternate pressure is also too high nowadays it's like a couple of leaks back I, I i used it a lot when i had one but like right now the very, very few builds have that leftover socket where I'm like, I don't really know what to put there. Let me save my inventory slot for portal scrolls and let me, you know. Cast on death portal. That's that's two, that's that's two sockets, dude. No way. Two sockets on cast on death portal. That's crazy. That's You know how much my chat's like, get cat, you have to no socket. No. I've done it. <laughs> no, I'm Wasting not build space. It. Meanwhile, I'm wearing a 5x quiver in my offhand just to level extra gems. <laughs> and sometimes I've got castle damage taken portal. Just wasting two slots. 
Think of all the profit he could have made, Balor. Oh, Leveling and powers. That's so bad. <laughs> what can yeah. I say? Sometimes they make really shit builds and they die a lot. And, yeah. and it just happens. One of the perks of playing softcore. I wish yeah. I could make. Sh I mean, I, I do make shitty builds and they die, but they don't die a lot. They only die once. <laughs> once each. <laughs> Oh. oh my god. I've made builds that die once a map. Yeah, just once a map? That's a pretty good build. What do you mean? They, they start to struggle once they get to the early 90s. It's very hard to start to keep getting levels if you die once a map. <laughs> and half a bar. And it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Forward two steps back one forever. <laughs> It was a very, very long leveling process on those builds. <laughs> I gotta say, by level 94, I no longer, I just start rolling maps hard. I'm like, who cares if I die once or twice? I'm in softcore, I'm safe. <laughs> All that matters is my XP, and I've given up on that a while ago. <laughs> if my build's not done by 94, what am I doing? Wh who do I think I am? Somebody <laughs> who doesn't die? Like, <laughs> what? I, I aim for 96. Usually. 96 is pretty good. 96. 94 is definitely where, like, I can make 95, but at that point, I honestly, I just kind of stopped caring. I just want to roll maps yeah. and then die to reflect because I screwed up, you know? <laughs> oh, like, the uh, best thing about running fractured maps, I can never get reflect. What? I just roll with um fractured and corroded fossils. And oh, this yeah. is no elemental. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess. Wait, yeah, what about physical reflect though. Oh, you don't actually well, don't care, care about that. It's a spot. Yeah, <laughs> you don't actually care. Never mind. Yeah. I have to switch between two characters right now between elemental, physical, elemental, and actually my elemental, the one that can do physical. Sometimes I have reflected myself to death because of wave of conviction. So I mean, it happens. <laughs> Wave of conviction reflect. Turns out it's a very dangerous skill. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> Physical to lightning. Did, did you know no, that we're talking the exposure about, uh, is the same if on a level one gem as it is on a level twenty-five gem. So you could literally just have a level one and then be immune to reflect. Ah, you just don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but can't you get like if you're running a headhunter, can't you get like added fizz from monsters and kill yourself to that in a fizz reflect map? Um, or is that not enough damage? Yes, but they're percentage based. So if you're using a level one skill, like it doesn't matter if you give it four hundred percent extra fizz damage. Oh no, no, I mean like, is there no flat added fizz mod, or is it always like percentage based off of your base fizz? It's all. It's always percentage. It, okay. You know, I don't know that a hundred percent for sure, but I do know that my build's doing like eight billion fucking damage. I've made that number up. It's something closer to forty million. But Six billion. if a if a portion of that was fizz at any point, and I reflect, I would reflect myself to death, yep. and it and it doesn't die, so and it it never dies, even with like eighty stacks of headhunter buffs on. So I have to assume based on that that it's all percentage based, because I've definitely had more buffs enough that I should one shot myself if it was flat. So that's just an assumption, 
but I don't actually know how that works. It has, it has to be that way though, because otherwise I'm sure I would have reflected myself to death many times. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I just, for some reason, I assumed there's two different uh, physical auras. Like one is extra fizz, one is substantial extra fizz. I wasn't sure how exactly those work, but it, it does make sense that it's a percentage gain because otherwise it would have to be depending on the level of the monster if it was like some sort of flat added stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. Should we move on into Hannah's favorite topic, replica items? Uh, so I like to collect things. Uh, I'm really big on the unique collection tab, and I'm really excited to add a bunch of replica uniques to my collection. Wait, uh, are the replica uniques going to fit in the unique tab? I believe they said that they are. Yes, yes. they're so all going to be kind of like on release. <laughs> they're going to have a, a regular slot and a replica slot, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm boy. looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm going to really go for completing my collection this league, I think. Do you have a completed collection? I do not, yeah. but <laughs> I play a lot of solo self-found, so. Oh, my God. It'd be so hard to collect everything in solo self-found. Like, all those unique to, to like, like, torment or something? In standard, I might be pretty close, but I just haven't really looked at standard much lately. <laughs> Ooh. Standard. I think there was a bunch of people doing like a solo cell found unique tab completion challenge last week. And I think the guy at like rank one was definitely above 90%. Like he had an insane amount of, of, uh, of uniques. But I, I don't remember whether it was only hardcore or only SSF or both. I, I definitely SSF, obviously, but not sure whether it was only SSF or SSF hardcore as well. Which replica do you like, Hannah? Um, I mean, I guess there's a difference between what I think might actually be useful for me and what I think is actually cool. But yeah. uh, <laughs> for being a cool theme, the replica calms heart. I really like how they kept the kind of the theme of Calm's Heart of adding a flat bunch of something and then a percent increased damage by having that uh, plus 500 mana and then percent increased lightning damage. Not sure how useful that's going to be unless you're doing some sort of maybe Archmage, that sort of build, which I'm not planning to do. Um, in terms of uh, might, be, might be useful, the... Um, the one with the abyss sockets. Ooh. Six abyss sockets and one chest piece. That, that kind of sounds insane. And, and not all builds need the six link in the chest. So. No, you can get a lot of six links, like um, gloves, boots can technically do it, helmet. Those are, those are, def uh, that's a really interesting one. The abyss socket one is the amount of damage you can put on that thing. It also sounds very expensive or difficult in self solo self fund. Impossible maybe in solo self fund actually get your perfect six abyssal sockets for that. 
Yeah, yeah the yeah. min-maxing is huge on that, like because you can get the the perfect implicits also from corrupting. Or I don't know whether there's going to be like a, a sort of craft where we can add implicits to Abyss Jewels next leak, similar to what we were able to do in Harvest. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that whole aspo of uh, flat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's more of a that flat uh, lightning they were talking about. That's on a, not a unique, though. The, I find the columns really funny because they even mention, like the flavor text is mentions how it's kind of worthless unless you're an Archmage. <laughs> yeah. they, they they Wait, I missed that. Did they, did they yeah. say that? Some of the flavor text for the replica uniques are great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, perhaps an Archmage would like it kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. Useless for our purposes, but perhaps we can sell it to an art mage to fund other experiments. <laughs> nice. Exactly. The, the interesting thing about those to me is the abyssal chest. Well, that yeah. could just be 240 mana and 240 life with 12 yeah. suffixes. Yep. Like it and keeps a, the shit out of everything. <laughs> think about how much attack speed you can put on that. Forget about the life and the mana. Just, just flat fizz, flat attack speed. Just... Uh, right now, I, I was doing a build that is heavy on lightning scaling. Think about all the lightning damage you could put on that bad boy. I would not be surprised if that that what? is the rarest replica unique of the league. Hang on. Hail Negator. The Hail Negator. Yeah, yeah, you get, like, that. that's also what I thought. I actually was thinking about the Light Poacher. But Hail Negator is much better. Like the, the ones that get a bonus per Abyss Jewel affecting you. Because Shroud of the Lightness, like the base version, has stats per Abyss Jewel affecting you. But basically, in order to put it up to six Abyssal Sockets for the for it to be balanced, they had to remove all the other mods from it, apparently. Yeah. But then you have the two helmets that benefit per Abyss Jewel affecting you. That would be... And you can pretty easily get like six to eight abyssal sockets in your tree and then you can get yeah. two in a helmet two in gloves two in boots two in belt and six in your chest and then you can't link any skills anywhere except in a staff or bow but you would have what is that one two three four Dude. five six seven eight how eight you play that build 14 and then eight more on the passive tree you can get 22 jewels yeah, but you have like three two links, three two links, one six link, and then yeah, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but but you've got twenty two abyssal jewels, okay. twenty two max spirit charges. I could you maybe uh -huh. never die? <laughs> could this? It, that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of recovery. Twenty two spirit charges. That's an insane amount of recovery. But you still only get you know? spirit charges when you kill things, right? Or how does it work with Hail Negator? I actually don't know. Per, the top you get one max spirit charge per abyss. You gain a spirit charge every second. Oh, every second, right. Because <laughs> Light Poacher gives you one on kill. That's insane, spirit charge every second. Mm -hmm. So, 22 seconds later, and you're yeah, maxed out on spirit <laughs> charge. <laughs> 22 seconds AFK. <laughs> and then you get what? You get your six link. You've got two links for like a movement skill, maybe two auras, 
And then, I don't know, two extra links. Forget well, two about unset two rings, absolutely. That's, um... I don't know if it's going to be a good build, but it's, it's a build and someone <laughs> will do it. <laughs> All right. Well, again, I mean, I, we don't know how common this is going to be. For all we know, this might be the, the legacy Calm's heart of this league, right? Where, like, you know, 10 people get one and then that's it for the league. I mean, I don't think that they're doing something like that anytime soon. And it was kind of sick in Legacy League that, that they even made it available, the Thousand Life Calm's Heart. But uh, yeah, this this may be very, very rare and hard to get. Who knows? The columns are rare to start with, so who knows how rare the replica columns is going to be. When I was chasing the Bated Breath, I actually got a Calm's Heart as well. That was the other thing that tilted me. First the, the Calm's Heart, <laughs> and then the Malagaros Restraint, and then I was done. <laughs> but yeah, Calm's Heart is, is supposedly rare. It's just you end up getting it when you don't need it. Mm, I found my very first one after like 7,000 hours in the game, and I think it was like a 10C item on trade. I was like, this scenic used to actually be amazing. Like, it still had that feeling of like, you know, the Calm's Heart is the good unique, but it's been a little while since that. <laughs> Well, that just goes yeah. to show how incredibly good sockets are nowadays. Like, GDG has always been... They didn't really like the idea that most people turned the meta into one-button spam, and then they just kept on adding great utility skills and great synergy between skills, and now we're at this point where, like, anyone, not even, like, not just summoner builds, which did have the problem back in the days of not enough sockets but like any build that i ever play like is struggling with sockets and struggling to fit all the abilities in that i would want to run mm. with the new I utility skills too we're gonna have some more choices to make there and i oh still boy. automate as much of it as possible i like every... one click or preferably no click builds just run did they say, is every unique going to have a replica, or is it like... Around the Shroud has... Well, like... Around a uh, hundred, I think. A hundred. Intriguing. Which is, I think, the most amount of uniques they've ever added in the game at once. I think. Probably. I think by a long shot. I don't, I have, don't any... have a record of that. Yeah, like, I don't have any data to back that up. It just feels like, by a long shot, the most amount of uniques they've ever added at once. Mm -hmm. Just like pure... usually I sit around, like, 40, 50 at the most. Yeah. I wonder how many of them are going to end up being Alk Shards. <laughs> uh, probably most. <laughs> probably yeah. a lot of them i mean that's kind of what happened back in legacy league like oh this is for the trash <laughs> this is <laughs> it looks now cool. i have shiny trash yeah yeah definitely you know, i never better. vended them either i just kept all of them <laughs> no 
I just made a stash tab and called it garbage shinies and just put them in there. <laughs> oh god. Ooh. So uh yeah, what do you say about the we got we can go through every one of the replica items that have been teased, I think, quickly and and say what we think on it. Uh, the soul tether that grants corrupted soul instead of immortal ambition. I don't know what the hell that is. Corrupted is soul is the, the keystone passive that makes you take 50% of non-chaos damage taking a bypassed energy shield. Wait, it makes mm. you... Well, I can't speak anymore. It makes 50% of the non-chaos damage that you take bypass your energy shield. But in uh, as an upside, you get 20% of your max life as extra ES. So basically, I think you're trying to balance to have like 50-50 life in DS AS so that whenever you take damage, that, you know, both yeah. get diminished equally. Yeah, I was trying to look this one up earlier before we started, and I'm like, I can't, I can't seem to find this. So that's, that's interesting. I, I think that one's OP. Hmm. That one's... I'd like to see more hybrid builds around. Maybe it could make the hybrid flask useful. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> I got too excited. The hybrid flask? You mean the low-life flask, the corrosating elixir? No, just overall hybrid flasks. I just don't, oh, yeah. oh, those hybrid flasks. I never flasks. actually used them or found them useful in any way. And then I was like, wait, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make it useful. <laughs> nope, still got it. No. They, they've been a little bit useful since they uh, they count like as mana flask for the sake of the prefix pool, so you can roll enduring on them. True. So they don't end at full. Mm. Okay, that just that just gave me that just blew my mind. I don't know if it's worth it, but it still is interesting. I never considered it until you said it. I think some people do that. I'm and I'm not sure whether it works with the passive in the tree, but there's also this passive in the tree between Witch and Templar that yeah. is really popular among some people, especially the people who play the uh, all mods leagues because of how likely it is that you get shocked, ignited or chilled because all monsters have a percentage of fizz as extra of each element, there is this uh, one thing that makes you drop a random elemental ailment whenever you use a mana flask. And so you can just spam your mana flask and spam away the ailments. I didn't think of that myself. Like I, I actually scripted out an entire video, like a more or less in-depth guide to flasks. And I completely shit on mana flasks in that and been like, you never want to use a mana flask unless... <laughs> Unless you're playing an Archmage build, maybe, but like otherwise, you, you always want to solve the mana sustain outside of your flask setup. But then, then some people pulled me on the right track and were like, nah, dude, you, you really should look into that. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, I still personally wouldn't run a mana flask, but I see why some people do now. <laughs> Like, I, I wouldn't know what to give up for it. Like, I always want my granite, I want my basalt, I want some sort of, like, if I don't have blind in my setup anywhere, then I want a blind flask. I mean, depending on the build. If it's, like, a ranged build, then probably not. But if you have to go into melee range, even if it's only sometimes, it's, it's just so good to have that blind from the smoke cloud. I don't Although, even want to run a life flask, let alone a mana one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like having to run a life flask just annoys me. Like I want to drop that. Utility flask, too strong. I want all of them. If I run an extra utility flask, I probably don't need the life one. Hmm. Yeah, that soul tether is very interesting though. That's that's the information I was trying to look up earlier. Very interesting indeed. Soul tether already is a really Dope belt. <laughs> and yeah. uh, this version seems like it would be pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I like the regular soul tether so much. I'm not sure in which build I would actually use this one. Where, like, whether the build where I would use this one wouldn't benefit more from the regular soul tether. But I guess, yeah, if it's, it's a mm. build that basically just relies on regen, then. Soul Tether itself wouldn't be that great. I was, I was going to say, but you could just get the Soul Tether effect from a jewel, but then I'm like, but you could also just get this effect from a jewel. <laughs> so if you were going to do them both, then it wouldn't matter which one you had where. <laughs> well, I guess... I guess it depends on whether you prefer to have the... No, every, no whether you want the strength or the int on the belt. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be it. Do you want strength or in? Okay, let's look at uh, the one that was posted when we went live, the foible. Let me try and bring one. that up. I want one on day one, please. Yeah, it seems like... Same a leveling amulet. <laughs> mm-hmm. A hundred life? Yeah, a hundred life. I mean, it's still going to be like an elk or less eventually. But like 100 life, like imagine if you get that, like at the end of Act 1, start Act 2, somewhere around level 16. And you go from having like 340 life to 450 life. I'm sorry, but at level 16, I would like... That'd be insane. I would wildly prefer the regular regular one because it like lets me drop my mana flask and lets me just... But you can just run clarity. Level clarity. What? what do you mean? Use clarity to level with, and then you drop it when you have enough mana on the tree. Yeah. At the at the start, yeah. So you don't have to run a mana flask. I've almost mm. always got clarity. I'll yeah, that usually every like, build. It Once just I never gives it. me enough recovery to to not use a mana flask, so I'll just prefer to use. Uh, you just gotta level it. Heralds <laughs> and skitterbots. Yeah, I guess if you level it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, honestly, clarity has been for the longest time. Like, I kill Brutus, I get clarity. That's just how it works. I just, yeah. and then I, and, until like level, I don't know, 35, 40, and then I can just drop clarity because I usually have enough points for mana sustain at that point. But uh, just think about this corrupt it with move speed, sell it for an exalt. Mm-hmm. People will buy that to level with if you corrupt it with move speed. Everyone you, that you get, corrupt it. You think? Wouldn't, wouldn't oh, they want yeah. a Karui ward with move speed instead for leveling? Because more move speed? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see why people would care about life while leveling. The like, life recovery is pretty massive, especially on uh, when you're low life, good life recovery. Uh, for, for, lab, for early lab running in general, you know, maybe I don't go into lab while I'm at level. Maybe I go in six, ten levels under because I have all this life regen and, and flat life that it's safer. 
That's what I would do personally. I would I would take that. I would get move speed on it, and I'd run through the axe. Really, that life recovery is actually massive to me, more so than just the flat life. I wonder what the max roll is. Like, it's a twenty-one here. Is it twenty-five? Mm -hmm. Is it twenty-four? Is it thirty? Is it twenty-eight? Mm-hmm. Are we almost like tapped out at that point? What about um, your Herald of Agony and Righteous Fire Juggernauts that stack buttloads of life and life recovery and regen and life recovery rate becomes one of the best stats you can possibly get to the point mm. where the Watcher's Eyes are super expensive and Righteous the fire? Belt Rolls are super expensive and... I wonder if the life recovery rate is actually the biggest stat on that in 100 flat life. 100 flat life being super nice for day one. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if the life recovery rate ends up making it usable for some of those slower, more tanky builds. Hmm. It might not oh. just be just for leveling. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It could go beyond that, potentially. And the quality, yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh wide life okay that's insane yeah, i didn't huh? think about the quality yeah noteworthy is also that this has a different implicit it's still a power amulet but it does not retain the mm -hmm. mana region implicit but it gets life region yeah. yeah we we don't get flat you know we don't get the flat percent or whatever you know what i mean the percent increased but and also one thing that we are I know I always overlook, but it would be super nice to have is that reduced attribute requirement. So there's always some attribute that I'm missing, like 15 of her, let's say, you know, just some, just a little tiny bit that I got to put in my build somewhere. And so this would be pretty nice, especially for leveling to be like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. Oh, there's no point. <laughs> I don't have to put this point into a 30 in the top to respec it later because I'm wearing this for the whole leveling experience. I think it's going to become like one of the leveling necklaces. Karui Ward, move on over. Replica Foible. I'm still going to use a Karui Ward. <gasps> For the move speed? Yeah. Move speed is pretty strong leveling. <laughs> I mean, day is, one, nice. I'll take a replica at Zeri's Foible, but I'm just going to have a, a Karui Ward with the same anoint that I always have, which I can't remember the name of. Freedom of movement. Not is that the one? The one that makes gives you ten percent chance to gain phasing on kill and gives move speed. Uh, you might not use the like some people use also the other one. It was this quick step? Fleet foot is the one I put on. What? Oh, yeah. Cooldown, right. recovery, speed of movement skills, 5% base yeah, movement yeah, know, skill, and attack and cast speed. Wait, what was the name? Fleet-footed. Listen, yeah. listen yeah. to you you rich people putting annoyance on your leveling gear. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's softcore. You put one, you put one annoyance on one leveling amulet, and I'm, then you use it for every other build forever. I don't have time for that, Baylor. <laughs> Anoints are so OP because they don't raise the level requirement. They come basically at no, like, no opportunity cost. It's like, it's just bonus stuff on top. So Well, good. when you put it logically like that, it all makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what, that's the stuff that logic 
good going for itself. Yeah, um, yeah. Making sense in what world? Now I'm just thinking live? about all my leveling uniques, and I'm like, that's a damn shame. <laughs> that's a damn shame. <laughs> oh. Hey, quickly, quickly, gonna do a blitz round. Uh, let's let's go. What do you think about Malachi's artifice? Like the. The, the normal one does have some use scenarios, right? Local elemental equilibrium is kind of cool in builds because it, it's it's local to the gem that you socket in there. Do you see any use for a local secrets of suffering on the Malachi's artifice? For for reference, it's secrets of suffering is cannot ignite, chill, freeze, or shock, and critical strikes inflict scorch, brittle, and sapped. What are you gonna use? What's gonna critically hit? in a one socket enough to make so, yeah. these worthwhile. I feel like it's just going to be a myth. Brand in a crit non-brand build? Maybe? Got any ideas, Hannah? <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't think it's going to be used that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like those new elements, but uh, the one link, like, how strong can it be? Yeah, I'd have to do something like Discharge, or I don't know, like, the reworked Discharge is supposed to hit bigger again because they added a cooldown to it. So maybe that, but then why? No, like, I can't think of any situation <laughs> in a like, crit build where it'd be like, hey, I'm in the middle of this boss fight. Let me inflict Scorch, Brittle, and Sap by just discharging all my power and endurance charges and frenzy charges. <laughs> and then they're gone. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and just that it's one socket is... Yeah. And then you're going to give up... What, what are you giving up on your ring? Like, a curse... Life or energy shield, resistances, yeah. damage against shocked yeah. things. That's the bigger like this, part, really. Mm. Like, what you have to give up to give up that ring slot. Yeah. Malachi's is still a net gain in, in resistance, but not a big one. It's definitely, you're definitely giving something up versus a regular ring. Um, yeah, I think the normal version is just straight up better. Local elemental equilibrium. Throw in your Herald of Purity and, and use a ghastly eye jewel somewhere in a socket to get flat elemental damage for your minion attacks and just have your uh, purity sentinels apply EE for you all day. I EE want is it also, good. EE is so good because it doesn't have any uh, you know, diminishing returns on bosses. It, it's not weaker on bosses. It's always minus 50. Mm-hmm. All right, Tukuhama's Fortress, then. What does this one do? Oh, that's the one with cast additional brand instead of plus one max number of summoned totems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just don't but feel like cast an additional brand is that strong. No, it's not comparable with plus one max number of totems, yeah. actually. If it was like additional brand attached to an enemy, that would be a little better. <laughs> Last yeah. league, it was disgusting, but no one needs another brand now. They Changed brands and now I don't care. Honestly, brands are still good though. They may have changed them, but they're still they're still fun. They they okay. still felt fun. So interaction that mattered before that doesn't. 
exists now, or it does, but in a much, much less capacity, is that when you brand recall, you activate all of your brands. Mm-hmm. Now, those act as if they're attached to an enemy. Mm. Now, Holy Conquest, I think, was the yes. one. I can't remember the name that did 5% more damage per brand attached. So, lastly, if you had 12 brands and you were a Hierophant that had, was brand loyalty was the name of it, and you had four brand loyalties that were 5% per, every time you recalled, you'd be doing... So each one of them would be a 40%. Each each brand loyalty would be 40% more damage. And you could have four of them. So you're doing 160% more damage. Yeah, and but that's just over. Recall was on such a small cooldown once you made it like, you know, level nine with enhance and corruptions mm. and empowers and everything like that, that you no longer even took the attach multiple brands to people thing. Because you would just run around with recall and they would all act as if they were attached all the time. And that was great, but it just doesn't work like that anymore. And you can't keep up 12 brands anyway anymore. And like none of that works. So I just don't know if an additional brand matters anymore. Because you just, you can't keep them up. I did a brand build at the beginning of this league, which was my first brand build. So I didn't feel the glory that everybody else felt when they played brands before. You know, I actually had similar experience. I started with a brand build this league, and it was my first brand build. Uh, which one did you do? Penance brand. Ooh, I wanted to do that. I never did. Uh, how did it turn out for you? It was a lot of fun. Um, I liked the way it worked. It kind of reminded me of Stormcall, almost with a little bit of delay on the explosion um but yeah i'm sure it wasn't as strong as brand builds last league in general in their full glory <laughs> penance brand has been really interesting that's actually one of the few like that brand has been deep delving in everything it's it's hmm. really interesting but honestly i feel like uh holy conquest now is still fine and brands still felt like they still feel really really good you actually got me thinking earlier about the difference in quality because my my i played a storm brand build that com- that does most of its damage as colds with two call the brotherhoods and i'm like oh isn't that just intriguing isn't that just interesting <laughs> now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's actually got me thinking a lot about my brand build again although in this case like that that shield would mean nothing to me because it uses a prism guardian instead it's a low life build so this really it's nice to have blood magic and all but this shield well it's it's not local blood magic though it's like no blood magic so it's it's really yeah it's it's nice but it's very very niche like yeah you get a nice amount of life you get that additional brand which is like you know you don't really care about it but the crit chance per brand actually sums up to quite a nice sum if you get like five brands it's 100 percent increased crit chance that's mm-hmm. not bad 40 percent increased brand damage is like a helmet enchant worth of damage increases but blood magic and mortal conviction having to build around mm-hmm. that not getting to reserve anything without sacrificing life yeah yeah i think seems- of the blood magic Ugh. Yeah, the blood magic really makes it like not the gr- not really the greatest. Not not really. I I know that somebody out there has their big 
Pope thinking cap on right now and has made something good with this, but it's not, I'm not going to make something good with this. Not in my, in my case, I can't see it being worth the shield mm. slot. There's so many other shield things I could put there. Like heal them lock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we got, uh, I think, we got one more and then we're through with the replica uniques. I think. At least with the ones that have been teased. We didn't look at the ones on the official announcement page, but I guess we don't have to because everyone has seen them by now. Thought about them. But here we got the replica Bitter Dream up, which Bitter Dream is, has been kind of a meme item, really, until people discovered that it works really, really well for Spectres. But it also had a rework in between where they changed the support gems, and now the replica has a completely different, not completely different, but somewhat different lineup for support gems. I feel like it's going to be one of those that's Again, kind of fun if you want to try something new for leveling, but I don't really know about use for endgame. Uh, I don't really know what the Spectre uses, so maybe there's something there, but... Hmm. I really wonder what it vendors for, because they didn't... They, they, they explicitly kept that a secret when, when they yeah. were asked. Like, because the normal Bitter Dream is hated by players because it doesn't vendor for shards but you actually only get all the support gems that are listed on the thing. But if that holds true for the replica Bitter Dream, then that would be the first time ever that you'd actually be able to get an elemental penetration gem. Mm-hmm. Oh. That would be crazy. Ooh. That would be crazy. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. It has to be either elk shards, so you can actually vendor it, or an elemental penetration gem. It, which, Ooh. in either case, it's straight up better than the normal one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> now, that would be crazy. And I wonder how rare it is. Like, if it actually vendors for an Ellie Penetration gem, like, is it going to go core? Because then it would just mean, eventually, an unlimited supply of elemental penetration gems in standard, which, for some builds, are really really good i mean if you're doing elemental you're gonna want to penetrate and it's probably going to be pretty big for your build i i don't know what elemental skills don't want because right now what do we use frost bomb and then wave of conviction to get like exposure as our way to give us some sort of yeah, there's single penetration gems, but there's like for mixed elemental builds, that's always been one downside that they don't get a penetration gem because they can't use like fire, cold, and lightning pen at the same time. So that that's always why Shroud of the Lightless was, without the replica already, pretty popular in those mixed elemental damage builds because it actually comes mm -hmm. with supported by level 25 elemental penetration. But now if you're using, yeah, if you if you actually can get an elemental penetration as a gem, then uh, you can actually use the replica shroud of the lightless. <laughs> what if it works? Shouldn't it stack? Couldn't I use cold pen, Ellie pen? Yes, if, yeah, if I mean they're different not? gems. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah, you should be. That, that's crazy. 
that would be very OP. Do we have if we get the gems for like how much pen elemental pen actually does? Mm, I don't think we got anything. I think it should be on a Shroud of the Lightless page, honestly. Oh, let's see. Actually, yeah. Wait, doesn't Shroud tell us? Oh, it used to be level, level 20 one. also. Elemental penetration support. Basically, it says it as elemental penetration support has the same base values as fire, cold, and lightning pen, but for all three elements instead. Actually, there's already okay. stuff on the wiki. Supported skills penetrate 37% of elemental resistances. Yeah, that's, that's the level 20 value, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, we could just look it up on any of the three other pages. Um, so it could potentially just be like, a straight up upgrade from the single penetration gems we have if we can really get a hold of the gem. The question yeah. is, is it better than another more multiplier? Like for outside of bosses, it's probably just worse. But then bosses is where you really care about having enough damage. Yeah. That mm. might be worth. That's crazy. Do you think, think about, about like, that with Reeve, with the new Reeve? Yeah, we're getting all this stuff oh, yeah. that's converted to random element and with an elemental penetration gem. Could be yep. a lot easier to build that. Yeah, that could be a, a bunch of added damage without having to worry about... Because uh, like a, a lot of the elemental switches that right now, or not even a lot of, I'm mainly thinking about Wild Strike and how people just try to push it towards one element and cut off the other two. Even Wild Strike is more interesting now. Mm -hmm. Poor Wild Strike. That's super interesting, though. I didn't even notice that. That that was uh, just just basically they announced that they're also buffing the Shroud of the Lightless Base version because, according to the wiki, it says it has to level twenty. When did they bring it up to level twenty-five? That that honestly, I think that's also an indication for possibly elemental penetration becoming available as a uh, as a gem to give it an edge over the the pure gem i didn't realize it was level 25 yeah it does clearly say 25 on the post where the with the replica yeah. shroud huh hidden teaser <laughs> they did they didn't highlight that and it slipped past me huh hmm crazy stuff That is interesting. Hmm. You guys, I, I said we weren't going to look at the announcement page, but quickly, the the alternate, the, the replica of the flask, of the Zealot's Oath flask that gives you Eldritch battery, <laughs> battery during flask effect. I, at first, I dismissed that at com as complete garbage. I was like, why would you want Eldritch battery only situationally while the flask is up? That makes no sense. But actually, it also gives life recovery from flask also applies to energy shield during flask effect, which is like super crazy because basically you get your, your life flask doubles up as an energy shield flask while you have Eldritch battery from the flask or while you have the flask up, you have both Eldritch battery and 
you get like whatever if you use a divine seething flask you get like a thousand energy shield just from using the flask Hmm. is that going to be worth taking up the flask slot though good question you also get damage in consecrated ground yeah a lot of people like like sulfur flasks (laughs) sounds so unimpressed yeah <laughs> I just I hope it's worth at least half an elk. Half an elk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When I render wow. it, I would like eleven elk shards, please. Actually, speaking, you know, maybe not the the sorrow the, the divine, but those are uh, the boots, the lion eyes paws. Those oh, yeah. are some interesting effing boots. Those are some. I like those. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I like them. They're I was thinking while you're leveling, it's kind of nice to trigger Toxic Rain when you like make it have 100% poison chance for getting easier stacks on yeah. the Herald of Agony. You're leveling with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Good move speed. Okay, that reduced on low life would suck, but sort of. They always... But then, on the other hand, you don't need the replica Lionized Paws for that. The regular Lionized Paws also give Rain of Arrows, and physical damage can poison just as well as Chaos damage, so I don't even know why I said that. Flat Chaos is nice. The Flat Chaos is nice, and those stats are really sexy, and they already have move speed, so it's... Yeah, those are really nice. Those are real nice. I have no plans to make a build for it, but I like the idea of them. Definitely a fun one to try while leveling. You don't think they could be like an endgame something? You don't think that those could ever stick around for... uh, Level 5 toxic, right? Well, that (laughs) would just be like an added bonus. Like a curse on hit or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I think yeah, they I think about around. it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like you could actually like triple curse on hit as a as a toxic rain occultist with that, or Ooh. anything. As long as you're well, I mean, yeah. anything attack with a bow. <laughs> the <laughs> options the are active, limited, right? Because the active's built in, so you can just curse on hit and three curses. Yeah. Hmm. I hope I get to make a bow builder. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a that's a really that's a really dope replica. Unique. They've made some very interesting replicas that I'm not sure what I'm going to use for them. But somebody has a plan. Somebody sees it. <laughs> like oh, I can't wait for the first. Uh, Hannah, you wanted to say something. Uh, I like what they're doing with the replica uniques. How like. It might not be for everyone, but someone's going to come up with something really interesting and really niche to give it a use. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, I think that the ones that are not obviously OP or obviously good are more interesting because someone may figure out a use for them. But I also can't wait until, like, you know, first two weeks of the league, checking the Reddit and people, like, posting all kinds of new uniques replicas that we haven't seen yet because what do we have like in total we don't even have 20 and they said it's around 100 it's crazy yeah 
There's a lot. We've seen eight, seven. Got three eight. on the page here. I think it's around ten. How many did we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, that's like ten in total, I think. And my favorite thing with the new, new stuff that comes out like this is when they announce something, and then I openly tell everyone it's garbage and it's worth an elk shard. <laughs> And then somebody with a five-head brain goes, yep, no, you're an idiot. This is actually super powerful. And then suddenly it's really expensive. Oh, and but you already vendored it for like, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you said it was garbage and you vendored it on day one? Because you said no one would like it? Well, it's worth 22 exalts now. Suck it. <laughs> and I have to be like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that might have happened before. <laughs> So yeah, before we uh, round things off, uh, we should talk about the reworked skills. Yes. Ooh. Anyone particularly mm. excited for one of the reworked or added skills, both like main skills for damage <laughs> output as well as the area control skills, which we've seen a couple days ago already? Oh yeah. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. Very excited. In particular about something or like just generally excited? Easily uh, excitable? About, you know what? I'm very easily excited. Um, but <laughs> there are a couple things that I'm very excited about. Particularly Firestorm and Ice Storm. I find them very intriguing. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, especially Ice Storm, I want to know. Can I see though? Can I see? Will I be able to see the ground? Let me know <laughs> if I can actually see. Because right now... You can't see with Whispering Ice. You can make it look cool, but you can't actually see. After yeah, and, you and, and even if there was an MTX that you could put on for better visibility, since it's a skill granted by an item, it doesn't have a gem, mm. and as such, you can't even put an MTX on it, even if it had an MTX. I always have that mm. problem when I play uh, Totem Builds. Soul Mantle. Soul <laughs> Mantle. And you have to use the disgusting, ugly AF base totem skin when you have like e beautiful eagle guardian skill totems but you can't put it on the gem because it's not a gem oh my god yes yes like a stygian ice effect so that it wasn't blinding me it would be so, be so nice to just make it darker so i can actually like see better and ground effects to be able to see ground effects so those those two those anyway and one, one thing that I feel like um, I haven't seen a lot of people mention is the splitting steel. And not necessarily about splitting steel. It's more about them saying the split mechanic has changed. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that... That as well. Yeah, yeah. Fury Valve, though. There's some other skills that use the split mechanic, right? I mean... Mm -hmm. Quite a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there not a lot, but there are definitely a couple that split. So that that's very interesting. But they also it's share like a like a steel shard, sorry for the interruption, a steel shard mechanic oh, okay. now. Uh steel shard mechanic. The steel shard is the all the new oh. steel skills have that, but the splitting mechanic can be for mm -hmm. non steel skills. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. 
like spectral shield throw or something. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any ideas what you might use this uh, with your new splitting mechanics? Like I, I've never been interested in split arrow, but now I'm legitimately interested in split arrow. Wait, I split have... arrow splits? No. Fury valve <laughs> is the answer. Wait, is it? Is the only answer? Fury Valve is definitely one of the answers. Wait, I'm, a, I'm super, super, super three-head right now. What, what's Fury Valve? Um, so Fury Valve <laughs> skills fire two additional projectiles. Oh, wait, modifies wait, 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 the number wait, wait, of projectiles instead. Here. Apply to the number of targets projectiles split towards. Ooh. It's the original split mechanic. Except that it overrode a bunch of other things and it wasn't working the right way. It wasn't, it wasn't in the right order of events. I tried to use it with like 17 different skills. I really tried to get it off the ground. I was really excited about it. Everything ended up garbage because of the order of events. They changed the order of events. Fury Valve is going to be good. I'm going to tell you right That's now, I've never excited. seen this. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, never seen, seen this item. Oh, it's exclusive to Metamorph. No, never even seen it. Metamorph it. thing. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> no? But I tried really uh, hard really to make it good. I'm really excited about it now. <laughs> I tried really yeah. hard to make it good, and it wasn't. It just wasn't. But it might be now. Intriguing. Yeah, I, honestly, there are so many uniques in this game that could have been in the game from like launch, and I've never, I've just never seen it before. This is going to be one of those uniques. This is the kind I'll have, to, I'll have to grind out metamorphs to to do it if I want to find it, which is fun. I love metamorphs. <laughs> I had that experience this league with Blightwell, which is a unique clutching talisman that apparently is in the game since talisman. And I haven't seen it until this leak. I got it for the first time. And it's super cool because it has like slower start of ES recharge, but then like a huge amount of increased recharge rate. So it kind of, together with the ES recharge quiver, they kind of negate each other's downside. And you get like just pure buffed ES recharge. It starts faster and it is like an insane rate. And yeah, honestly, this has been in the game since 2.1. And I got my first one in, yeah, 3.11. <laughs> <laughs> and and I probably wouldn't have even known that it's good and that I shouldn't vendor it. Well, I guess I would, but I, I already knew when I saw it because Tarki mentioned it in a video. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy the amount of uniques this game has and like how you can miss a specific unique for ages. I mean, I've never gotten a Void Battery. Me neither. Damn. Yeah. Most people I tell that to were like, oh, I already found two, or something like that. Some people didn't have a shafts, but they had void batteries. <laughs> I've actually found two shafts, mirror, columns, no you void You found batteries. a mirror, oh my god. <laughs> you found a mirror and no void battery? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> nice. I want, that is my experience. <laughs> I want to find a mirror and no void battery. <laughs> Oh, I'm wow. early being like 4,000 hours in, but... <laughs> you still have it? Yep, it's sitting in solo cell phone standard. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. 
That's it mine's, has to. Mine's just sitting in hardcore standard forever. I because I found exactly I, one, and I'm never letting it go. It's mine now forever. I played for <laughs> eight billion hours, and I've never found one. I will eight find billion. one. Oh, it feels like it. <laughs> I will find one the day that the servers close down. That will be my time. I just know it. They're like, we're finishing Po 1, and then the, it will happen. And I'll still be pleased about it. And I'll be 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I assume that's when they're going to close down the servers, when I'm old and gray, and then I'll still be playing because I'm highly uh, invested. I love this game. <laughs> The word is addicted. I'm not sure they're ever going to close down the servers. They're just going to shove it all into the next version of the game. Just like they're now like, getting PoE 2. Basically, we'll just be playing PoE 5 at that point. Yeah. PoE 5. Yeah. Yeah, and Balor will still have his mirror in, in permanent hardcore. <laughs> yep, it stays there forever. Oh, man. On the bright side, by the time PoE 5 rolls around, it'll be way easier to dye my hair purple because it'll be all gray. <laughs> so you don't need to bleach it before. Yeah. It's, it's going to be way, way easier to shave my head because my hair is going to be all gone. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, is there any noteworthy mentions still? Like, I, I, I personally think that Firewall looks great. I, I, in general, the area control skills look really interesting because they require a little bit of investment for uptime and they probably i mean i'm not sure for all we know they might not change anything but just replace existing skills in trigger setups but maybe they're gonna change the way how boss fights are being played and how builds are being built wow i'm excited to use like frost shield during uh boss fights or i kind of just like frost shield in general it reminds me of that like discipline force field or effect i like that whole feeling of having the force field around you <laughs> and <laughs> excited to use that hoping it could be good defense like during boss fights maybe tanky bosses would you rather make the area bigger with ink aoe or would you make it smaller with conch effect because i think there's a benefit to both like with bigger there's more area for you to position within the shield and then with less area it's more likely that enemies are outside of the shield um I don't know how many links I'm going to have available for it in my build, so most likely it's just going to be the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just second wind, probably. Yeah, just second wind. Hmm. I think they look like spells with extra steps, and I'm trying to do less steps, mainly to <laughs> protect my wrist, so... <laughs> To protect my wrists and fingers, I'm in the interest of less steps and not more. Uh, but I uh. mean, if the damage is undisputable or something, or the or the defense, yeah, like I'll do whatever I have to. Yeah, so basically. So you'd be willing to give up your left click enduring cry for a sigil of power? Who uses enduring? I don't. What? <laughs> I don't use enduring cry. Weren't you talking about like in the beginning about how good call uh, call to arms is oh. and how much you wanted on a base? Oh, no. you want different war cries or what? Use no, Inferno I, Cry. I feel like war cries there. are also... Yeah, yeah, I would use it if I could have it on one thing because I can't travel there. Or like, 
there was the old thing where your your war cries are instant. They got rid of that, I think, right? They changed it now. I used to every once in a while do that, but honestly, once they took away using my war cry on a cast one, I kind of just stopped using war cries. Well, that's what <laughs> the just... call to arms is war cries using war cries as instant. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all the way over there and I can't be bothered. Yeah, I can never there. get down there. It's over there. Most builds. Like, you know, so far away. I, I play a duelist and it's still over there, which isn't that far, <laughs> but it's still kind of far. <laughs> Bla Blazing Salvo is the one that looks the most interesting yeah. to me and pinpoint support. Yeah. Pinpoint not support means I don't might not have to gem swap. Who likes crackling? Into single target thing. I love how crackling lance looks. I know it's bright and it's going to kill our eyes, but yeah. I still love it. <laughs> Who needs eyes? Just wear sunglasses. Yeah. The screen. And I like this new thing uh, they're doing where we're going to have to do less gem swap for bosses. That sounds yeah. really nice. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you were delving at all this league, then you already have no eyes left because of the flare issue with Bloom. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was delving with a friend, and sometimes for fun, I just throw down a flare to blind him. <laughs> have you thrown down more than one flare in one spot? Uh, oh, yeah. All 12. <laughs> just... Yeah. All the, 12 the directly daylight. at his feet. It burns. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, no, Crack, crack Lance looks pretty exciting and with Pinpoint, pretty exciting. But I don't know. The, the Firestorm, Firestorms and the Ice Storms got me. I haven't played a Ignite build in so long. So right? Right? Like, I loved how the old Firestorm looked. Mm -hmm. And this firestorm actually looks better somehow. I was like, "Oh no, they're changing it!" And then I was yeah. like, "Oh, this looks so good." <laughs> like a big yeah, but... slam meteor in the middle, just boom. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now I just like come down. Physics. They come down vertically. You can't fire them through the f the flame wall. <laughs> you need to use blazing <laughs> salvo instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah but... I was Ragdoll actually wanting to try like old school like fireball through flame wall. <laughs> I know it won't be like the strongest build out there, but I wanted to try that just for a a fun build. <laughs> Fireball's still pretty strong though, so you could have a lot of fun with yeah. that. Like it's still good. It's just slept on. It's one of those like it's not meta. You know? Its damage <laughs> effectiveness is super high though, so like added yeah. damage on it is yeah, really really good. I was looking at because the flame wall adds a uh, flat fire, right? Yeah, yeah, and ignite fireball is uh, like is one of the builds that benefits the most from the firewall. I would say because you scale both um, the ignite from your hit, which benefits from the flat added for bigger ignites, and you're scaling damage over time anyway. So when you apply the degen from the flame wall, hmm. then that yep. benefits from damage over time as well. I think that might be really good. I mean, flame Fireball Ignite was already a pretty good build before, like you guys yeah. pointed out. And like I think most people use it as a stepping stone into Divine Ire Ignite, I think. But then for that, you need to be level 80 because of Stormfire, and you need to have a Stormfire. What do you think about Glacial Cascades rework? I feel like it was out of nowhere. <laughs> it kind of was. I, I 
also thought that Glacial Cascade looked better before, but that's just a personal opinion, like visual effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't look like anything if you had 20 of them down at once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. like it, the look of it more now because it looks like I might be able to actually see the floor. Who needs to see the floor? <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, this is this is where you get those cast when de- cast on death portal setups. Yeah. You think it's gonna be good now because it really fell out of favor. I remember glacial cascade was one of the the best totem skills, in particular mine skills. But then with the addition of purifying flame and uh, wave of conviction and. There was there's so many good skills on mines now, and also pure mine skills that don't need the blast chain mine support. That uh, I don't think anyone was doing glacial cascade anymore. And the people who I've heard from, who said they did it, said it felt underwhelming. Doesn't live should up be to. Better now. It should be better. I mean, they said they were making it geared more towards mines and traps, but it's which personally. I've never played a minor trap build, so it, it makes me a little hesitant, but they said it should be good for hand casting. Should be, <laughs> that's what we're calling it, apparently. Yeah. Hand casting. <laughs> Every time I say that, I'm like, hand casting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mature ah. enough to call it hand casting, Triple G. Can't you tell? <laughs> Can't you None tell? of us are. No, you already We've got all been making that joke since they said it. <laughs> yeah, I only just cast a little with my hands. No, <laughs> I don't want to call it that. Yeah, hand casting <laughs> sounds so unarmed, though. It, yeah, it's um, it's definitely maybe I'll. I've wanted to do one. I've always been a little put off because I'm like, oh, this is for totems. This is for mines. I still kind of feel like, oh, this is for mines. But maybe. Maybe. I was actually really excited for Glacial Cascade rework since I did really like that skill and uh, I wanted it to be better hand casting. (laughs) 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 But I don't like the visuals they put on it very much personally and I'm a little disappointed because I was actually planning to play Glacial Cascade this league and I'm like I don't really like how it looks hmm. Hmm. and then I have the Gore Glacial to look like yeah exactly I have Gore Glacial Cascade I'm wondering whether that's going to make it better hmm. uh, might have to buy that <laughs> but yeah inherent uh, 100% fist to cold no threshold jewel needed. New enchant. It didn't tell what us did... what the new enchant's going to be, but what I want to know is what do they mean by it? It uh, provides a unique playstyle that rewards clever positioning. What do you mean by this? You mean I'm going to have to be finicky about it? Is that what you? Is that what you're saying? I'm going to have to. So it's supposed to, because it each individual stage now knocks back, so the idea is that if it is positioned correctly, it'll knock them back through the stages and get hit by the back one as well. But what's in reality is going to happen, in my opinion, is that you're just going to be a saboteur who has a buttload of area, and you're going to blatantly ignore that because it'll hit the entire screen anyway. Yeah. Yes. I think the positioning's only going to really matter for the hand casting. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to think about uh, occultist, occultist GC minds. Uh, Could be very interesting. Nah. Yeah, I remember I back in the day. Uh, sorry, you go first. Oh no, I was just I was just gonna say something completely different. So go ahead. <laughs> I, I just remember back in the day that was one of the best bossing builds was instead of going saboteur, going like occultist miner, but that was largely due to the fact that. Poison double dipping existed for really, really cheap mm. damage scaling, and uh, the fact that old occultist was just the ES class, so you'd be able to get really sick amounts of survivability while still having some sort of damage. I don't know to what extent you can still pull that off as an occultist. Mm. I was going to say, yeah. I like how none of us mentioned any of the steel skills. I could yeah, I literally cool couldn't care less. What they're doing. I've never used the steel skills before, and I kind of like the idea of it having its own mechanic of gaining shards and then consuming them. And I think that's super cool. I I've always liked the skills that kind of have their rhythm of you know, get the shards and then use the shards, kind of keep <laughs> rhythm going. Uh, I was a big fan of. Uh, self-cast, uh, blade fall, blade blast as well. So hoping it's going to be a similar sort of cadence yeah. to that. And, I was going to uh, draw that parallel as well. Wait, you did hand casting, blade blast, blade fall? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Uh, I know most people don't, <laughs> don't do that uh, hand cast, but it was actually uh, pretty decent. I was able to kill... I mean, like Uber Elder and all the... It it wasn't a bossing build or anything, but it, it had its damage. I mean, it killed a big boy. That's pretty good. Uber Elder is a scary boy. Very scary, actually. Still one of the most scariest bosses in the game. I think my favorite boss fight, personally. Yeah. Still the best boss fight in the game. I, I yep. don't hate Cyrus as much as I used to hate him, but... It's definitely not not replacing Uber Elder in terms of both like feeling of epicness and uh, mechanically as a challenge. Yep. Yes. Uber Elder all the way. I'd like spawning Cirrus better. That's really a better process. Mm, yeah. No. <laughs> it's super fast and easy though. Just no. <laughs> Just. <laughs> No. no, no, I no. Okay, I used to go through like killing Uber Elder, and then two maps later, gaining Uber Elder. So then I had to run like you know a total of eight maps, and then Uber Elder. Right now, let me just tell you where I've left off at the end of Harvest. Every goddamn Conqueror's eight maps. Literally everyone that spawned has been eight maps. Okay, I'm sick of them. <laughs> Okay. So if I don't it's I don't many. boss farm. So for me, the difference is I used to have to spawn him, then look, then go and run eight particular maps that might not have been the maps I wanted to run to spawn him and get him done and, and off the map. And now I blatantly ignore it and run whatever the hell I was going to run, mm -hmm. and the conquerors finish themselves while I'm mapping. 
That is nice because at least you don't have to do the specific um, guardians. Yeah, but it's like, like they just they just show up as I map. I'm suddenly oh, there's a thing ready. Okay, I guess I'll go do that. And yeah. so I prefer it personally. I just want less. Give me like give me the six conqueror maps. Six times four, etc. You know, give me the six. Just take off two maps in that mix because at, at this point, the eight is just mauled inducing. It's like they don't want me to win. <laughs> uh, I mean, you'd be mapping anyway. I, I do get Balor's point. It just feels more natural with like, yeah, you just you just map and you just get there. You don't really have to think that much about it as you had before. Also, also I thought it was five, seven, and nine. Oh, well, oh it says nine, but the one, the first one that spawns always counts, so then it's like eight more maps. Ah, hmm. uh, right, okay. What it is. Yeah. yeah, the first time you look at the counter, you already did one. Yeah, you already because did that, the first yeah. one. Yeah, so for me, yeah, eight, eight, eight. So before, I used to do, like, Uber Elder, I would just run a T16, then it would be on Shaper, and then I would just run my four maps, and it was all good and fun. Yeah. But now I'm forced to run maps i hate like grotto because that's all i have an abundance of or something <laughs> you know <laughs> and my conqueror happened to spawn there and it's got me it's got me a little sad well i think we've covered just about everything that we wanted to cover from the teasers and from the announcement and now it's just basically up to patch notes and now what i like to do at this point of the podcast before we completely round things up is that i quickly ask the question that everyone hates being asked but <laughs> outside of patch notes if you had to pick a build today what would you be most hyped league starting as what would you play if you had to pick one now without knowing patch notes and i know it's completely unrealistic but a lot of people come into everyone's chat and always asking what's your league start and then we always say patch notes but like taking that optional answer away what what would you answer now <laughs> you want to go first hannah you I, I think you already made up your mind what you want to start right um well this uh this coming heist league i'm actually gonna be playing party for the first time like i mentioned before and i wanted to play something party friendly so i was gonna make like a or a heavy like SRS build, because I don't really think that's changing much. Uh, but <laughs> if I were playing solo cell phone and wanted to actually play something that I really wanted to play, uh, I would want to, we didn't really talk about it today, but the uh, Hex Blast and playing around with the new curse mechanics, mm -hmm. uh, if I do make a separate solo cell phone build, I will definitely be doing that. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I wish we could have talked about that as well. We were so occupied with all the other stuff. But the, <laughs> the curse rework definitely looks interesting too. And I, I I like the general direction that they're taking there, like reworking a group of skills into different skills. But yeah, maybe, maybe we'll cover that on our first uh, episode into the league. I think we really should round things off as uh, we're approaching the two and a half hour mark. Um <laughs> Uh, Valina, what are you starting as? Everything. Um, <laughs> at this point. You know, I'm heavy between doing a cold dot or, as I was saying before, something I really haven't done in forever is some sort of ignite build. So Firestorm is 
actually looking rather intriguing. Rather, I do like the Blazing Salvo too, just because I like the look of the skill overall. But Firestorm could be a really interesting, especially if there's a good conversion alternate quality on it. But who knows what we're going to get as an alternate. But easy to build, not too much to change within it, uh, even on patch notes. Um, you know, it could be substituted for other Ignite based like skills. So overall, yeah, yeah. Fire Firestorm is. Or Wintertide Brand. <laughs> we shall see. Yep. I'll probably be playing Firestorm or the Fireball build I was talking about earlier for maybe not League Start, but like a second or third character. Hmm. Could be interesting. Yeah. No, you're good. No, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I have two different mute buttons, one for the Discord, one for the OBS. It's super awkward, but I was <laughs> muted. So, yeah, I really like Wintertide brand. I'm personally probably going the same as Balor, I suppose, a similar cold uh, dot spell slinger, because it's just, uh, it's been my go-to in the gauntlet race, and I'm just itching to try it out in a regular league because it's going to be super strong and it's going to carry seems, me through the level. It does seem very strong. Mm -hmm. I'd be starting either that or just Spectres. Spectres. Yeah. Are you very, worried very that good. it's gonna get it's gonna screw over your heist at all? No. You don't think it's gonna trigger the alarm and cause problems? Um, I had no intention of being subtle. Oh. <laughs> I'm just gonna wander in and murder everything. That's just yeah. I was initially yep. worried about that when I was thinking League starting SRS, but uh, killing the monsters doesn't raise the alert level too much anyway, so <laughs> yep. it's going to let it be. Yeah, yeah from I'm how they explained it, it, it basically seems like you could just ignore, choose to ignore the alert level. I mean, you could definitely play around the, the stealthy gameplay style, but from what Chris said, it's not too much of a downside to, to just go it full Rambo. Yeah, it's more about what you open, what doors you open, what chests you open. Those well, will yeah. all raise the alert level a lot. But killing things should be mostly okay. But didn't they say if the alert is max and you have a certain amount of time to like get your loot or it's locked to you? Yep. So if you murder too much and it raises the alert and you still have a ways to go, for example... Murder more yep. quicker. Murder faster, <laughs> better. <Yep. laughs> Murder faster and better. <laughs> <laughs> that, right. That's going to be my. T I don't know if it's going to work, but that's the that's the goal I'm going with. Murder faster, better. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a great stream title. Murder faster <laughs> and better. <laughs> great. So uh, yeah. Uh, one more thing to ask, and that's, uh, would you guys uh, like to give yourself a shout-out? Tell the people what they can be hyped for when tuning into your stream, where they can find you, when they can find you, and, uh, yeah, what to expect. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Uh, so most people probably know me for playing solo cell phone, but we're switching it up next league. I'm going to be playing party for the first time in a while with a few friends that are actually pretty new, so it should be fun kind of seeing their new player perspectives as we uh progress and uh and my streams are uh usually on thursday 
uh, Thursday, Friday, and Monday at around 11 p.m. Pacific for Path of Exile. And for League Start, I'll be playing and streaming most of the weekend. And you're doing mostly English streams, but you also do a Japanese stream like once or twice mm -hmm. a week or something like that, or once every two weeks, once something like week. that? My uh, Friday night streams are Japanese. Um, yeah, trying to get to know the community over there. It's been pretty awesome. I like that. Uh, Valina, you want to go? Yeah. Uh, well, I stream five nights a week, Monday to Friday from, uh, let's just say, 2 a.m. EST to about 9 a.m., 10 a.m. And when you come through, I'll probably, I'm either melee or spells generally. We have a lot of fun. I'm also on the Baited Expectation podcast that runs about one every three weeks. I think we should have one a week after League launch as well. So you can always check out for that. And yeah, I'm going to be going hard on League Start. It's from uh, yeah, probably like 2 p.m. EST for as long as we can go with one of those two D-Jenny-like builds maybe <laughs> you know but not chaos degen all right it's one or the other two <laughs> all right we're gonna be different uh and and do something i haven't done no okay i've done vortex recently but oh geez but something else i'm not a chaos hater i just uh i just want to do some sort of different degen just because just because <laughs> awesome well, I'm, I'm, for the people for, who are not fast enough to write all that information down and stuff, obviously this will be in the podcast description. If you uh, missed the beginning of the podcast and you want to listen to the entire thing, it will be uploaded in full to Balor Mage's YouTube, which is, uh, I think, youtube.com slash Balor Mage. And then, of course, there is the audio version on Spotify, iTunes, and like all relevant audio platforms i hope if if it's on one that you deem relevant or if it's not there then let us know we can see what we can do about it and the next episode of faded connections will be uh one week into the league it should be the i can't open my calendar but i think it's the 26th oh yeah it is the saturday the 26th of september as usual 9 p.m gmt and, uh, well, we, we completely went over time. Thank you guys so much for watching. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you uh, Thanks, Hannah Rashi and Vilina for joining. It was awesome to have you here and to listen to your uh, views and ideas and uh, opinions. And I'll be happy to see how your league start goes. Best of luck, everyone. Uh, and see you on the next one. Bye-bye. <laughs>